Come on, man. What alternate universe is this? What is going on? Corn Pop was a bad dude. I am tired. so much anymore, you know? You look like assholes right now, man. Live from Command Center Alpha One, it's the OBDM Podcast. Now here's your hosts, Midnight Mike and Joe. By the way, I've got hepatitis. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to another fun-filled podcast adventure. Hey, whoa, it is me, it's Joe, Cretched, and Grimerica, all on the same stream. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Hey, guys, thanks for having us. You know, uh, Graham and I were on the Union of the Unwanted, and it felt like uh, we were the only two on board with Demon Sperm. <laughs> it did, yes. I think, yeah. Because, you know, we both start out with, you know, talking about paranormal stuff on our shows. So we're like right in there. And, you know, felt yeah. like I overstepped there a little bit. You probably did. I, uh, you know, I, I, there's, so on the stream was like Ricky. We had uh, Jason Burmis, who I don't, he doesn't really delve into the paranormal too much. A lot of like heavy political conspiracy guys. And so when it came to the topic of uh, succubus, succubi, I guess is the plural term. Uh, and demon sperm, and th- that doctor that has taken the brunt of the criticism that spoke out about COVID that that Trump brought out. Um, those guys didn't want to talk about it too much. Um, yeah, guess, isn't it sucky beast? Well, no, she's been she's handled it well. She's really been dynamite. She has, and I guess I, I should give everyone like a, a, a quick little backgrounder. I have this uh, this clip from NBC, uh, MSNBC and Brian Williams talking about this woman real quick. This is like a minute clip just to give everyone a backgrounder on this real quick. Indeed, the doctor has talked about demon sperm, about spontaneous pregnancies and alien DNA. Her name is Indeed. Stella Emanuel. She's a pediatrician in Houston and a local minister there. She operates a medical clinic in a strip mall next to her church, called Firepower Ministries, and here is a sampling. So God decided to destroy the world and start with the seed of Noah. When God destroyed the earth at that time, what happened? What happened to these 30-foot Nephilims that were on walking the earth? Those giants. They got flooded, so their flesh, they could not really die, because this, you know, they got flooded and their flesh got overrides. But what happened to the spirits? This mixed breed, there are still Nephilims around today. And they still do one thing. They're still lost after human beings. As for her advice on hydroxychloroquine, the FDA has put out strong warnings about the use of the drug in COVID clinical trials. So there, just a, a brief little qu- uh, clip from her. She's talking about the Nephilim there, giants. Uh, and she goes on, there's longer clips about her talking about there's witches, there's warlocks, there's wizards. Uh, and I think that's just a different, that's a cultural difference when describing certain paranormal things. And she talks about demon sperm. You know, obviously, Brian Williams and NBC said demon sperm, so I had to grab it, you know. Demon sperm. Yeah. So add that one to the uh, roster there. 
I, it's, I, in, it's interesting because we've, I mean, we've talked about it on here. Like they can talk about sleep paralysis being the reason for this all, all you want. But I mean, I know people personally that have had, you know, nighttime demonic encounters, whether it's, you know, way back, it was old hag syndrome, all that kind of stuff. But incubus and succubus have been around for so long. I mean, <clears throat> my girlfriend still has, uh, she hasn't had it happen in a long time, actually, but she used to have that problem. And it's not just sleep paralysis. I think that could be part of it. But it's interesting that, you know, we've all talked about these topics before. And it, I think it's great that she's that she's uh, not afraid to talk about this stuff. But I, I didn't realize the Nephilim was in there. Yeah, and that I, was a new little point for me. Trump, and you mentioned Trump sending uh, her or Trump putting that on. I didn't know that was uh, that he was directly involved in that. Well, I don't know. So Trump trotted out like a bunch of these doctors to talk about COVID treatments and um, things that are just counter what the mainstream media was talking about. And so there's, there was a bunch of different doctors that talked about uh, uh, hydrochloroquine and other uh, different uh, remedies, but the media focused on her because of what she says about witches and wizards and Nephilim and demon sperm. And so everything became about that is a classic uh, disinfo oh, technique is a classic the mirage man. technique. Yeah. Classic straw man. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's sad, um, but I, I like it. I, I feel like it's more like uh, she's probably, you know, obviously hitting more truth than, than they ever will. Well, even she, though she's talking about that stuff. She went on to say that anytime you have a dream and you're having sex in a dream, you most likely are having sex with a demon or a succubus or something like that. Like there's some sort of attachment in your life. So she equates uh, dream sex to a possible bad attachment. And which is concerning to me because I've had some uh, some sex dreams and one that was uh, relatively disturbing earlier this year where I almost called a demonologist to come out to my my house. Um, take us through it. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, I was in this dream sequ sequence. I remember the entire thing. And I I'd usually drift off listening to like YouTube stuff and that kind of filters into my dream every now and again. Uh, so I was in this dream sequence like doing something uh, looking at these paintings and then um, I wake up and I am next to my wife and uh, we're both in the mood so we start fooling around and uh, next thing you know she is on top of me and I reach up and I feel fur and then I hear a low growl that kind of reverberates through the entire room and then I wake up again and that uh Really freaked me the hell out. So much so that uh, it was tough to get back to sleep for the next few days. It's not, and I, I contacted a local demonologist in Phoenix. And then COVID happened um, oh. very soon after. So there was no possibility for the, the demonologist to come over and uh, cleanse the house, possibly cleanse the dogs, and cleanse, and cleanse me. You're still dirty. You're still a, a Nephilim with dirty feet. I could be. I could be completely infested with Nephilim. Uh, Even sperm. <laughs> I, I, but after that, I started doing a lot more breathing exercises out, outside with my wife. I haven't had um, a, a dream like that since. So I'm hoping it was a one-time deal. But uh, it, just, uh, it just underscores my need to do continual work in that kind of yeah. area. Well, spiritual work, I, I guess. Mean, I mean, maybe I should actually just talk about my personal experience. I'd love to hear it while we're on here because my girlfriend's had ever since she, I mean, she was abused when she was younger. And I think that's part of this 
the disassociation that, that that has the people like leaving their body, maybe whatever happens to people that get abused that seem more susceptible or have certain sort of more <clears throat> psychic powers and stuff. But she's had these uh, these nighttime attacks for many, many years. And we've tried all kinds of different things to get rid of them. But I did I did try this um, just kind of like this chaos magic practice uh, or chaos magic protection sigil. And uh, she, we were, she was in uh, another city. Uh, she wasn't staying with me that, that night. And I did this thing and uh, it literally, she was having an attack and it literally stopped in its track. This has never, never happened before. The fucking demon basically, it was two, it happened two times. And one of the times he just, he had to turn around and leave. He like basically just left, like stopped him in its tracks. First time it's ever happened. And the other time, he was, uh, he got super frustrated. Like, I can't remember if she was laughing. She, she was able to laugh it off and he got super frustrated and basically left. But it happened twice in a row where I did this fucking made up this protection sigil and did this thing trying to help her basically just strictly protection and it fucking stopped it in its tracks twice in a row. Can you send that to know, me? She didn't know I did it. Oh, she had no idea. Okay. Until I, like I, I explained it to her. But she said, yeah, that, uh, that was... That's a good I little think, test. I, yeah, maybe the second time I might have told her I was doing it. I, I can try to remember now. I should write the, down these details. But the first time was so profound because she didn't really understand what happened. And I told her what I did. Uh, yeah, if you could send it to me, I'd like to, like to see that. I haven't had any uh, attacks like that uh, personally. Just that uh, very vivid dream sequence. But my brother-in-law, um, who is of, uh, he's, he's from Mexico comes from a heavily, you know, Catholic background. Um, he was visiting some family about a year and a half ago, and he woke up with these scratch marks all over his body. And the family he was staying with did not have, you know, they didn't have any pets or anything like that. It happened two nights in a row. They got so concerned, they contacted, like, a local priest. And um, I, I don't know if the, I don't think the priest came out and did anything like that because I, I think in order for a priest to do any sort of action like that, they got to get permission because I, I, I think that treads on the, the realm of battling demons and you need permission from the Vatican to do that. Wow. Um, Speaking of the Vatican, nice cock, Jay. Joe. What? <laughs> nice cock. Nice cock. I what? think he's talking about your, uh, your furry uh, little microphone there. No, I'm talking about this? the rooster on the shelf. Oh, the rooster on the shelf. Oh, that's the rooster. Okay, guy. you can see that. Yeah. You got good I eyes. I have a, a big old pink cock right up in the back of the apartment. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I haven't even noticed that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, one of the more tacky pieces. I have. My brother-in-law, I think they, uh, they just did some prayer and uh, they left that area. You know, they're just visiting family in Indiana came back to uh, Columbus, Ohio, and he hadn't had an attack since then. I don't know if Joe or Cratchit have experienced nighttime trauma like that. You know, I think For you're... For sure. I've had the succubus stuff where you feel like you're dying or a lot of times the falling thing comes up. I think that's pretty common, but I have had these moments where... I mean, there was one just recently because the flies had been getting pretty out of control around uh, the outside of the apartment building here. And I had this dream that I was being chased by all these flies and that they like brought me to the ground and were all over my back. And I woke up in the middle of the night, had another one just recently where the dog, like it was raining outside and my dog went um, running towards a, a critter, like a squirrel or whatever. 
And then she starts sliding down this hill because it's a little steep and she's going to, I assume she's probably going to die because it, it was going so quickly. And I'll just wake up in the middle of the night. I'll be like, no. And my dog is like freaking out. Like what's going on with this, with this guy? So yeah, I have those every now and again. I don't, I, they're crazy. I think it's stress a lot of times too. It's, it's weird. Like the dream sequences, you know, with, with the, with that doctor was talking about with demon sperm, um, like it's tough. Like I was, I, I get into these, I don't know if you guys experienced this. I, I often much more recently than, than, than in the past, I get into a zone, the twilight zone between, uh, sleep and, uh, fully awake where I am super hyper visual and I can just think of something that pops in. It looks real. The, my visualization ability when in that twilight area is so incredible, but it feels like I'm pulling things out of like my subconscious and just building stuff. And I'm probably right there where I probably could be doing some astral projection or something really positive or very interesting. But then um, next thing you know, I'm passed out. I'm, I'm asleep. Sometimes I get the vertigo thing. That's about it. You've been drinking too much? Drinking too much what? I don't know. I mean, you get vertigo, like the, the spins. Is no, like a just traditional... I'll be like lying in bed and I'll like get that sense that I'm falling for oh. a second. And when I'm like, I'm just on the verge of falling asleep, it seems to be like, maybe it's... It could a, be the THC Maybe content, that's why maybe. they call it falling asleep. It could be. Yeah, it's a... I have to look that up. Why do they call it falling asleep? Unless it is... The active They're like, just bump. full of the puns today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, since we're talking about um, uh, succubus kind of uh, in, in like demon sperm and sexual kind of things, you know. Demon sperm. I, I got this clip uh, from uh, an interview that this person did. David H uh, Huggins, he, he did an interview a few years ago about this documentary made about him. And the documentary is called Love and Saucers. It's an hour-long film about this painter who lives in New Jersey. Uh, he's an older gentleman, and he, has claimed, he claims that he has had multiple sexual encounters with aliens. Uh, is basically had a toward love affair with one of them and may have produced some offspring. Now, he did uh, an interview with, I believe, uh, an Australian or UK outlet. I, I can always get that accent confused. I can't tell which is which sometimes. But I'll put it up on screen. I'll play this. This is about uh, uh, three or four minutes. But I think it's compelling uh, since everything we're talking about kind of falls in line with uh, possibly with this guy's experience. So your first alien encounter was at the age of eight. What, what happened? Well, I was living on a farm. And I was behind our barn playing at the base of a tree and I heard someone say David behind you and I turned around and there was this little hairy guy coming out of the woods straight toward me and his eyes were like glowing uh, and he scared the hell out of me I didn't know what to think of him so I scrambled back and I ran to the barn and I looked back and he was uh, he had turned and was going back into the woods. And uh, later that day, I still remembered it, and I went back out to the barn. And I was looking at the edge of the trees. And suddenly, the little hairy guy stepped out from behind a tree. Then I turned and ran. 
Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, that's, that the, that's, the, that's one of the things that obviously that most, most people would have done. But this was the, the beginning of many encounters with many different kinds of aliens. Yes, that's right. And, and the, one of them, uh, one of the aliens that came to see you, you became to, to, to have a relationship with. This wasn't just... You lost of, your virginity you at did. 17. Yes, I did. <laughs> and uh, and, th and this, this is Crescent, the, the alien Crescent. Yes. Who wasn't right. little and hairy like the guy that you'd seen before. This was, this was a, a, a different form of alien. What did she look like? Well, she has a... Uh, I think she wears a wig. I'm not really sure, but she has black hair, large black eyes, a very pale face. Uh, the, human, the body looks quite human. And uh, I think she has rather long fingernails. What, what, why do you think an alien would wear a wig? I think for aesthetic reasons. You, you've painted <laughs> hundreds of pictures of, of your encounters with the, with the aliens, some of them terribly graphic, but you've pa painted those. They've, <coughs> they've shown you, you say that you've fathered hundreds of alien babies, um, and they've shown you them. Yes. <clears throat> And so, uh, and that's an image of them. That's what you said. They were yeah, all, all in glass, glass cases on top of each other. Yes, they were stacked on top of each other. And so, so why do you think they chose you as our representative to the universe, a, a guy who works in the deli counter in Hoboken in New Jersey? What, what, what is it about you? I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was a little kid playing at the base of a tree, and they saw me. I have no idea. And what I'll stop it right there. Uh, that's enough of him. He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. This guy, <clears throat> I watched the entire documentary, and it's absolutely fascinating um, because he is, uh, at least at one point in time, married, and he's painting all of his sexual encounters with this one alien. It's just, I, from what I, what I understand and what I saw, he was only having sex with this one alien or... The, multiple different aliens dressed up in the same costume because they, he said wearing a wig. Um, and he fathered babies. He said at one point in time, after a couple different sexual encounters, he was living on his own in the apartment. These aliens came to visit him, and uh, they were very distraught because the babies he was producing weren't surviving. So he decided to just take it upon himself, go through this portal in his wall, uh, and on the other side of this portal was what he presumed was a spaceship. And he saw his baby being held by uh, his alien girlfriend, who he called Crescent. He touched the baby. The baby then was no longer sick and was quite healthy. At that point, they took him to a room. That's where he saw basically shelves of babies that he, were, he was told that those are your babies right there. And he went over and touched each one of the babies, and they got better. So this guy has powerful, powerful intergalactic sperm to father hundreds of children. Um, they didn't let him keep one? No, did not let him keep them. They, they're very selfish. They want all the babies, I guess. This guy huh. also had not, so he told this story. He's not shy about this story at all. Uh, like As you heard up front there, he talked about uh, the little furry alien. That's the one he initially saw in the woods. Um, then there were the kind of the small gray aliens with the larger eyes. Uh, the one who he had uh, sex with, now that one is a bit different. Yeah, he, he says uh, quite uh, 
explicitly what uh, he said. And I got a little clip of the movie here, uh, how he felt and what he saw. I was walking in the woods and I see a woman sitting under a tree. And she gets up and she starts coming toward me. I become very aroused sexually. I couldn't get my pants down fast enough. <laughs> I fall back on the ground and I'm lying there and she's looking at me and I reach my climax, which was quite painful actually. It was very intense. And then I'm looking into her eyes and I pass out. And the next thing I know, I wake up, I don't know how much later, maybe 15 or 20 minutes. My pants are down around my knees. I couldn't understand what they were doing down there. And so I quickly um, got up, pulled my pants and underwear up, and I was gone, I left. Virginity lost. I figure if anything, I'll be losing it in the backseat of a Ford, something like that. <laughs> but no, no, it didn't work out that way at all. I couldn't take Georgia anymore. There was just nothing there. Well, I've always enjoyed drawing and painting. My parents didn't like it. I heard about the Art Students League. So I wrote a letter to my folks, told them where I was going, and that was it. I just got up and I left. I was 19 years old. And so there, that's his first sexual encounter with an alien uh, or ever, you know? He, uh, Sounds like a Louis C.K. episode. It, it, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, so he moved to art school and the sexual encounters continued. That's when he discovered his, his offspring and his babies. And it, it continued throughout his entire life. Uh, he eventually got married, had his own human children, and he tells a story like everyone knows his story in that area. He's not shy about it. Um, his son is a little guarded. Uh, his wife uh, at the time, they're now divorced. It became a point of contention in their marriage. Um, it's like you, the guy is so genuine, so nice. He's not trying to force any of his beliefs down your, down, down your throat at all. But I suppose, no pun intended, it's, it's a little hard to swallow, you know? I guess I'll well, there's it. a lot of people. I think Demon it's happened sperm. to a lot of people. Sorry. I mean, we had uh, John Sumple on back in September, the documentary Extraordinary, The Seating. And it was a whole bunch of people, they ex exposés on all these people that, have, that are having the same type of thing. But I think they were all women. So if it can happen to the, you know, to the women, these breeders, then it the can women? happen to the guy. You know? The breeders? Yeah, they were basically, yeah. you know, breeders. I mean, it was a pretty, it was a pretty well done documentary. It was very convincing they had these these ladies on and talking about their experiences and and it seemed pretty genuine i'm not saying it's aliens though i mean who knows I, be, well, that's uh, my you know, point mibs harvesting babies for who knows what now i mean now i'm starting to think of geez with all the funny things i hear about you got you guys playing those clips about baby blood and all that and uh, now it kind of makes you wonder right is this like screen memories of real harvesting so that's why it's like, is it aliens or is it just something that gives us the impression that it's aliens? Like, uh, like the, 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 
the, the doc, doctor was talking about demon sperm and Nephilim and uh, that. So are we talking about some kind of interdimensional uh, entity that can take the form of whatever it needs to take the form of in order to elicit this kind of reaction for reproduction? Or, like you said, military, uh, my labs, my lab abductions doing this kind of stuff. Or is it genuinely uh, Mars people, you know, people from Mars doing this? It's bizarre. I want to believe these people. Yeah, you know? or maybe not even military, but paramilitary. You know, probably more like private organizations that are doing this on the down low. But any chance he's just like a little wacky and maybe banging a sheep or something? Uh it could be. I mean, it could be. It's sheep. <laughs> There's the sheep right there. Uh, he, yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, he doesn't seem wacky, you know. But I mean, every artist uh, is kind of a little wacky. <laughs> You know, yeah, he seems a little wacky. He's a, he's a little wacky. I'm gonna vote with with wacky as well. Yeah, yeah. Mike, this guy is not playing with like a, a full a full <laughs> hand here. Uh, he's playing blackjack, uh, so he has multiple decks going on, I guess. Um, yeah, I. It's a compelling story, and he's got uh, compelling, interesting artwork. You know, it's kind of like outsider artwork. You know, it's he's, it doesn't look like he's like explicitly formally trained. He's got his own style, and he. Is very well done paintings about all his erotic? sexual encounters. Yes, yeah, he oh. has paintings of him. <laughs> like I have it up on the screen. This this alien is straddling him, and he is painting himself like climaxing. Like he's got like <laughs> like he, here's beautiful? a painting. I like I painted myself coming in an alien. Do you want to buy it? Can you share your screen so I can see this? I'll see if I can share my screen. Yeah, um, I need this piece. <laughs> I would buy it. Etsy. <laughs> I absolutely would buy it. I mean, it looks like the story of a guy who's like meeting an escort in the woods and then getting confused and going out and looking at chickens, chickens in cages or something. Uh, that could be. Um, it's a, it's just bizarre. Like, uh, like he's very detailed in all all his stories, um, and. Like I guess a few years ago, like maybe seven years ago, I I wouldn't take it take these stories as serious. But with everything going on, with the the Pentagon basically saying there's some sort of crash material, I'm, I'm kind of with with you guys a little bit, or at least maybe Graham that maybe not necessarily aliens, but some sort of abduction program is going on for whatever reason. And it could be it could be just for psychological experimentation to see how good their technology is to fool some guy into believing he's having sex with aliens, and or they're doing it to really harvest DNA, harvest sperm, harvest eggs for for later use or blood. Who knows? Or blood? Yes, they could be drunk on baby's blood for all we know. <laughs> but um, for God's sake, uh, it, it's, they look like owl eyes. They do. They do look like owl eyes, which is kind of. Is it Mr. Owl? I don't think it is Mr. Owl. Okay. No, I hope that would be a plot <laughs> twist. <laughs> he's got he's got his own demon sperm. Trust me. <laughs> we all know that. In abundance. Yes. Lots the, of demon sperm from Mr. Owl. The weird thing about this, getting back to the religious aspect of it, is you hear over and over the way that when you when I started researching how to how to deal with this, like how to help people that you know that have these incubus and succubus encounters and you know how to get rid of them and a lot of it comes down to like saying jesus's name or vanquishing them in the name of jesus like it and it seems like that's one of the only things that works which makes me wonder if there's some something you know 
Well, same thing happens with Mothman encounters. I, I've had uh, several kind of testimonies that I played on, on the show where someone encounters the Mothman out there in West Virginia and they say, uh, Jesus, please save me. And the, the Mothman kind of goes up in smoke. It goes away. Yeah, and maybe that's just your intention or the, what you're putting out there, but it just seems it seems weird that that's the one thing that seems to. It does. Work. It does seem like that's the one thing, uh, and like I, uh, I guess I'm a spiritual person. I don't know if I'm a religious person. I was brought up, you know, Protestant. I, I, have, I own a Bible. I wouldn't consider myself a practicing Christian, um, but I mean that kind of like, I kind of think about so with this UFO disclosure, maybe the reason why. The, the government hasn't been so kind of like on board with releasing so many details about UFO encounters because they found out, hey, some of these UFO encounters, they're demons. And they're not just uh, guys with technology from a, a couple of solar systems away. Yeah, they're actual literal demons, and they want to drink your baby's blood. And there's already <laughs> people here on this earth who know that and have made deals with them. And uh, it's hard to combat that. How do you fight a demon? Ideally, you want nunchucks and a small blade. Okay. Silver-plated okay. blade? No. Oh, okay. That's a common mistake. Yeah, I guess so. That's more for vampires and werewolves, I suppose. That's right. Okay. I play D&D, &D too. I know some stuff. <laughs> I do not play D&D. &D. <laughs> I know a Graham, few things. How do you kill them in D&D? &D? Well, silver blades. You just have to roll a 20. Yeah, natural 20 always helps. <laughs> <laughs> Keep some dice in your pocket. If a demon pops out, you fucking roll them dice. Well, I mean, uh, Graham, you heard uh, Jason Burmes on the show talk about uh, UFOs a little bit on the Union of the Unwanted. He is very against the idea of extraterrestrials. He's all on board with that. Uh, that the Roswell Roswell crash was uh, Stalin and mutant babies. Whoa, that's a new one. Yeah, well, I think it was that Annie Jacobson's take yeah. on it. Is yeah, that yeah, that's, that's her take Because I think he mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know about that. I don't know about Roswell. I don't know what to believe about that. But I, I just think that there's a bit of both. I think there's there's ETs coming and going, and there's also uh, a lot of uh, deep state sort of secret space program stuff just mimicking that or pretending to be that. You know, that's what I feel. I think. I mean, so how do you explain going out and going out in these with these groups and focusing on your CE five meditation, all in love and all that, and you see you see shit. I mean, I don't know what that is. We're asking we're asking for ETs and you see shit. We're not asking for angels and archangels and demons. Like we're asking for ETs. So I don't know. Is that what are those fucking flashing lights? What are the things we see? Like there's a. It's happening all over the world. People are having their own fucking experiences when they ask for it. So to me, there's like got to be some sort of. ET involvement there, but also there's there's the or maybe the, reality just the deep state fuckery. Think. Well, maybe, but that's that's harder to believe. It's like the Getting the easier. Occam's razor seems to be like it's some sort of ET communication. That's what it you seems know, we, like to me. That's the easier one to swallow, I suppose. But Joe, go ahead. We talked about it on uh, what was it a week ago with the the drone follow up, or was that Saturday? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, where it is, it's almost like, could that just be militarized um, sort of uh, drone swarms um, making some of these lights? Because, again, Occam's razor would suggest, okay, maybe this technology is here and people are already using it. But, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, we've played so many clips on this show that you're like, 
that's definitely not something I would have seen. And then with all the military soft disclosure stuff that were there, kind of letting out little bits and pieces and, you know, the, it seems like Marco Rubio is all on top of this stuff and Clinton has talked about it. Is it a distraction or is it, you know, some of these people have actual insight into some, some visitors not of this earth. You know, upon, with that with that drone thing, real quick, it, it reminded me, like, I forgot about this. When we covered that story, there was, in 2013, 2014, there was a Silicon Valley sniper attack that sabotaged the uh, the power generation at a Silicon Valley facility. And there were several shots, and it, it basically hit, like, the an oil tank and caused some power, power outages. It was... A, it was an assault on a facility that got very little coverage. They did some investigation, and the story just kind of went away. They didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the, the New Mexico um, terrorist training camp and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, kinda, they want these drone stories away. to go away. Because, it's, <laughs> I mean, they're not getting a lot of coverage. you got to dig deep for the, the drone stuff because it's, it's not a controlled narrative. They don't know what it is. Well, and how much are so that that kind of I don't know if you're ready to move on to anything else, but yeah, good, Cretchen. Yes, the Vegas shooting, which totally disappeared. Like nobody's nobody seems to be interested as much as they were at that time. But then with these explosions that have been happening all over, like Lebanon and and Iran and all that, I I mean I haven't been paying too much attention to the mainstream news, but is there any coverage of some of these things that are happening that seem to be directed attacks? I don't know with the Lebanon thing that man, there's so much video of that. Yeah, it it's not fireworks. You know, it doesn't really seem like fireworks. And I think it. I mean, they even have have said as much that there was uh, some sort of ammonium nitrate, uh, and it looked like there was a tanker there, like some Russian guy he defaulted, uh, went bankrupt, and so he parked his tanker there for years. And it may have contained that. Or there was a storage facility very close that was part of it. Hmm. The story is not clear what's going on here. Yeah, maybe we could play a clip from that. I can. I don't know if you guys followed that uh, that big explosion that happened, but... It was wild. I saw it from a bunch of different angles on Twitter, but I didn't grab any news stories. And that's why I was asking, like, is it getting coverage? Because, I mean, it was. Uh, there's no way it was going to get by. Hard to ignore you know, that without one. some 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 coverage, which is uh, so interesting. Where you think about like the Parkland shooting, and there's no footage uh, yeah. inside that I can remember seeing. Yeah. But all those kids are probably loaded up with cell phones and so forth. Yeah, so. that's what makes that's exactly. I was going to make that point. That's what makes this seem so real because you're seeing it from right away from at least six to ten different camera angles from different distances, different videos. Like it's actually just the variety of footage is, is prevalent right away mm -hmm. where you see these false flags in the States. and You're like, where's all the fucking footage? I, I, I just put the footage up on, uh, up on the, the screen. And this is basically, it, it looks like just a massive, massive explosion. I think I read, uh, it was like a couple of kilotons of TNT or the equivalent, um, uh, which is just insane. Um, and the devastation, the aftermath of this, is horrific. I've read there, there's like at least 80 dead, uh, maybe 3,000 injured. And some of the cell phone video that is super close, how did those cell phones survive? Did the people survive? Right. That's what I'm wondering too. How did they get this? Yeah, because some of them, it looks like they're getting buried yes. in the blast. Yeah. 
there are some people that are so close. It's like there's, I saw one footage. This guy was on the rooftop next to the building filming it and it exploded. It looked like it exploded maybe 200 feet away from him. How did that phone get found? Was he streaming it? Like, I'm kind of curious about how the images and the video survived. That could be it. Streaming. I think that could be it. Yeah. Because there was a fire, there was something to stream prior. That's probably why there is so much footage as well. I yeah. mean, there was a big fire. So everybody was focusing on that. Well, there was a big fire and it had some strange looking smoke to it. So whatever chemical was on fire was catching people's attention. So yeah, yeah. they were, and they were the and, the, and the fire and the fire works. You can see them sparkles in the in the smoke, it seemed like. Uh, we there had, was a similar explosion a couple of years ago in uh in China. Yes. The same sort of thing. There's lots of footage because there was an existing fire and there's there's uh you know footage from inside uh you know um dash cams on cars that were pulling up and they got knocked over and stuff. So these things happen in 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 industrial areas. So Occam's razor, I would just put it on someone was storing a bunch of shit they probably shouldn't be storing there. <laughs> and the building next door caught on fire, you know, welding spark or whatever. And then, oops, there goes, you know, 20 city blocks and 3,000 people. But but you if know, you remember yeah. at the time, Cratchit, at that time, I remember that Chinese explosion. Uh, I think it happened near a dock as well. And there... Which is where you store shit. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, as we like to go down to the dock, you store stuff there. Uh, but at the time, there was conspiracy conjecture about a directed energy weapon being used. And there are, there's already conjecture like this going on about this as well. Godzilla. I believe it was Godzilla. Godzilla attacked uh, Beirut and he attacked China. <laughs> nice. okay. Invisible Godzilla, because I didn't see a Invisible goddamn foot. Go well, that's new Godzilla, invisible. Do you remember? Remember? Quick. Th there was a stream of quick. houses that were blown up, too. And people were saying, well, it was like gas line issues, but there was, I don't know, I think it was like three to six houses that were just blowing up in certain areas. Do you remember this, this story? No, this I don't. Probably five years ago. But yeah, that was the one where it was the like. The answer by the end of the day, I'm super skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> what was the answer by the end of the day? 2,750 tons of ammonia nitrate. Okay. Stored in the welding and everything else. And it's like, huh. But it just happens to be in this other weird building where. You know, people I know that are Lebanese say people know that that's where they kind of do the guided missile stuff. And there's sign of this weird Hezbollah thing to it. And Israel just happened to a strike strike Syria the day before and kind of shoot a warning over to Lebanon. And then 12 hours later, uh, boom. I mean, I guess we'll know by seeing what happens over the next couple of months or year or two, because none of this stuff happens fast. If we say start to see some sort of regime change in Lebanon, or we see Israel sort of move it in and start to take over the place via the guise of humanitarian aid, then I think we'll know. But I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see Israel keep moving straight up the coast. I mean, you'd imagine if it was a strike by Israel, there'd be no pre-fire. Like that fire was kind of, you know, raging for a bit and then the explosion. Like a, a missile strike or a bomb strike is just boom. That's, that's it. You're not going to get that initial fire. Um, and Unless has, that was the missile strike, I mean that could have caused the that fire. could be you know it could have been follow up, but uh, didn't see that. And hasn't Lebanon been bombed enough? Hasn't it? Like it's, <laughs> I mean the guy, the, the place has just uh, been decimated after decades and decades of of war at this point. So mm -hmm. Lebanon's in trouble, big, big, big trouble. Well, and that was on the list too from uh, Deep yep. Space. Was it really on the uh, Wesley Clark's having there? Yeah, the Wesley Clark. They import most of their food through that port that no longer ah. exists. So they're going to be. While we're looking at that line, 
They're Let's about to be one hundred percent dependent on Israel mm. or Syria, but I don't think they're going to get much help out of Syria. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah. So this could be sort of an indirect play to get them to kind of collapse a little. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Huh. Christian, what are you going to say? I was just going to go right to the. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Look right to the map of who has pipelines through Beirut. Oh yeah. I mean, someone needs a pipeline. It was interesting that uh, Trump immediately came out and said it was an attack. Any belt over there? The belt's not down there, is it? I wonder if I have that. The clip the of China belt strip. I think that goes, that goes yeah. farther north through uh, North Iraq into Turkey, I think. Sorry about that. Let me see if I can bring up the Trump uh, Beirut. Because I think, yeah, the belt goes through Aleppo area, doesn't it? Well, that's why well, somebody, we stirred up all the shit in Syria. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why we stirred up shit in Syria. Because there was a couple of pipelines and a road uh, belt that wanted to go through there, all through the same place. Well, B strut in the chat saying that Israel took responsibility, but I, I, I don't, don't know. I, I'll see if I can find that. I, I will... I'll, here's this a uh, minute-long uh, audio from Trump and what he said about it. Follow up before I ask a coronavirus question on Lebanon. You called this an attack. Uh, are you confident that this was an attack and not an accident? Well, it would seem like it based on the explosion. I've met with some of our great generals, and they just seem to feel that it was. This was not a uh, some kind of a uh, manufacturing uh, explosion type of event. This was a, uh, seems to be, according to them, they would know better than I would, but they seem to think it was a uh, attack. It was a bomb of some kind, yes. Interesting. Uh- All right. There's, there's Trump right there. I wonder what uh, what was John Bolton doing huh. yesterday? John Bolton was out of the country. <laughs> he was, strangely enough, he was not at, not at home. We don't know where he was. Ah, uh, boy. Uh, what a clusterfuck. What an absolute clusterfuck. Yeah, I mean, that one is just uh, all over the place. And uh, I guess the, the death count is just going to keep going up at that point. But so what? Uh, uh, did Israel take the responsibility? So what's the repercussions? Is Does Lebanon really want to get in a ro- war with Israel at this point? Wasn't Israel in a pissing match with a bunch of other countries? They're always about, in a pissing uh, match. But I mean, over the Leviathan gas field, isn't it right off the coast there? Uh, it's in the, yeah, it's in the Gulf of New Mexico. I don't know, man. It it's really in the seems- Gulf of New Mexico. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Mediterranean. I like how there's a Gulf of New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, the Gulf of New Mexico. My God. The My mind is absolute shit the in the Gulf of New Mexico. Right. <laughs> How could you What's have done that? this? Gulf of New Mexico. I think the shirt. top's going to blow off the pressure cooker here pretty quick. It's just like a bunch of little international tweaks and twanks all over the place. I bet you if you hadn't had me, now we're running short on coins. I'm pretty sure the last coin shortage was running up to World War II because they'd rather make bullets than nickels. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean... Well, if they're making bullets, why can't I buy any? They're all out of stock. Because they're not for you, and they're all 7.62 millimeter. Yeah, they're all NATO rounds, yeah. Or what's the other one, like 243, maybe? No, 223. 5.56 if they're NATO, but we won't go into that. So as of one day ago, Israel involvement in massive Beirut port blasts ruled out by both sides. So both Lebanon and Israel say we're not doing it. Not unless Israel did do it in uh, is claiming they didn't and Beirut saying, yeah, we know you did but we're going to say you didn't because we don't want to get into a war. Well, what cho- I mean, what choice do they really have? I don't know. Who's coming, who's coming to their aid? 
I don't know. Uh, no one in that region right now. Or not no one from the West. Yeah. I can't see the U.S. suddenly deciding to stand up to Israel. Nope. Not anytime soon. Wouldn't be something if it was China. It could be China. Uh, they want to stick their nose someplace. That's the perfect place to do it, you know? China. I mean, yeah. I think it's time that you're going to start seeing some China nose poking here and there. Well, you know, if they get desperate enough and if their economy is not doing very well, then yeah. Oh, man. Um, as best I can tell, there is no pipeline running through Lebanon or Beirut. Not yet. Well, yeah, not yet. In order to... Of the, of the, the ones over there, they're always in dispute and causing all that shit. I don't, I don't think that was it, so... Yeah. I'm back to John Bolton being bored. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, man. I mean, uh, who knows what kind of well, levers and switches. You have the West, you have the West Clark 7 clip? West Clark 7? I probably can find it real quick. I wonder if Beirut is on there. Does everyone have their bingo card? No, but Lebanon is. Let's see. Wesley Clark. Uh, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Iran. Yes. 2007. I wonder if they'll find some way to blame Iran for it. I hope so. Those guys. Those, those, those rascals. Let's see. Uh, me, I, I, I guess they don't have it. I don't know if... Uh, hmm. I don't know if Joe can find it. I'd play it over here if I found it, but uh, off the top of my head, I don't have it. I know no, no agenda I, has it ready. Of course, there's lots of memes out there about them not wanting to play ball with the New World Order, and this is a you know they're associating with the whole you know technocratic takeover. And I don't know about that. I don't know if I buy that. And then North North Korea, China, all had explosions at the same time or close to it. I don't know about that either. So are you trying to have that? I seen that video of the Chinese apartment building getting evaporated by lightning, but I just assumed that was fake. <laughs> or from a movie or something. I mean, I really don't trust much of what I see online these days. It's from Independence Day. Yeah. David! Good uh, I like the West Clark the 7 clips in Carriage Chop. Okay. This is the, the West Clark 7? Ah, uh, here it is. Yes. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, "Sir, you gotta come in. You gotta come in and talk to me a second. I said, "Well, you're too busy." He said, "No, no." He says, "We've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq." This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, "We're going to war with Iraq. Why?" He said, "I don't know." <laughs> He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. It seems like COVID. We don't know what to do about COVID, so everyone wear a mask. Kind of like there's makeup stuff as they go along. That yeah. wasn't the right clip. <clears throat> yeah, they didn't talk still, about the seven in there. Yeah, yeah I, I keep like going. Two minutes long. Yeah, I'll keep going. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just... 
He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. Okay, so so let's just go ahead and say Libya is on the, uh, the docket real soon. Libya is done. What's that? Oh Libya's yeah, Libya's done. done. Le- Lebanon. Um, I don't know. I didn't hear Lebanon I there. Just got done. It's got a yeah, he said Lebanon. He said Lebanon. So then Sudan and Somalia. That's. I think they're done too. Are they done? I think all that's left is like Iran. Okay. I mean, the Africa stuff doesn't get a lot of press. No, it doesn't. They just go down there and do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, I don't. I don't cover a lot of Sudan news. It really is just kind of like uh, that's up to George Clooney and his satellites. Yeah, that's Clooney, Clooney, Clooney Town, Clooney Town. He's got he paid for the sat. What was that ten years ago? He's like, I'm gonna get satellites. I'm gonna watch what's going on in South Sudan. Oh, by the way, I'm going to make movies instead. I uh, here's just some headlines from Sudan, just for fun. Uh, U.S. inaction is handicapping Sudan's revolution. Egypt, Sudan suspend talks with Ethiopia over disputed dam. Coronavirus numbers drop in Egypt and Sudan. <laughs> Libya and Tunisia and Algeria see increases. Okay. Gunmen attack South Sudan. Uh, Al- Al- uh, cathedral killing at least 23. So there's, uh, there's stuff going on in Sudan. Wow. Yeah. There should be like in a definitive list someplace of U.S. intervention. I, I think that would be pretty much every country on the planet at this point. Well, right? do you include Bill Gates and vaccinations and stuff? I mean, then it would be. No, large. probably just like official. He's got, he's got India locked up. Yeah. Yeah. Kicked out of Africa. Let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, um, so you there's. There is, go through the list from 1945 of U.S. interventions. Or is that too much? No, I, I kind of want to hear that. 1945. China, 1945 to 49, Italy, 47 to 48, Greece, 47 to 49, Philippines, 45 to 53, South Korea, 45 to 53, Albania, 49 to 53, Germany throughout the 50s, Iran, 1953, Guatemala, 1953 to the early 90s, the Middle East, 56 to 58, Indonesia, 57, 58, British Guiana, 53 to 64, Vietnam, 50 to 73. Cambodia, 55 to 73. The Congo, 60 to 65. Brazil, 61 to 64. Dominican Republic, 63 to 66. Cuba, 1959 to present. Mm. Indonesia, 1965. Chile, 64 to 73. Back in Greece from 64 to 74. East Timor, 1975 to present. Nicaragua, 78 to 89. Grenada, 79 to 84. Libya, 81 to 89. Panama, 1989. Iraq, the 1990s. Afghanistan, 79 to 92. El Salvador, 80 to 92. Haiti, 1987 to 1994. Oh. Yugoslavia, 1999. And I mean, this go, only goes up to 2001 or something. This was, this was published in 1999. Pre, a couple of years pre the West Clark 7. Yeah. yeah. So they were out of stuff to do and they needed a new list. Yeah. Got to start over. Ran out of uh, lines. 
Yes. Yeah. Second page. You go A to Z. When you get to Z, you just start back at A and work your way around. That's it. There was no Z, so they just finished up with Yugoslavia. I knew Haiti would be in there somewhere, just setting it up for, you know, who. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of those setups are to do with sort of less military and more I'd like to human know what trafficking, what to do drugs, with drugs, and deep state. You know? What are they up to? I don't, you know, I, I think through 2020, as it's safe to assume they weren't spreading democracy or like trying to improve people's lives. Probably not, but that's what they told people. You know, if you if you if you caught them, it's like, ah, oh, we're just spreading democracy. That's what we're doing there. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a crazy crazy time. And who knows that the most recent explosion in uh, Lebanon is related or not. Hopefully, I, I mean, who, what could you hope either way? Hopefully, it's just a an accident, I guess, where it killed 100 people, injured 3,000, I guess. That's the best case scenario for that. It's an accident. It would be nice to see the world, like, maybe band together and help them out. I'm sure that would happen. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of... Uh, donation or some sort of charity that will be uh started and they'll you know funnel money into some charity that never reaches lebanon that's yeah. i wonder if the uh, could the clinton foundation handle that for me that'd, that'd be easy and i can i can also volunteer right now i can change my twitter icon the america yeah, foundation <laughs> will handle the yeah no blankets donations. no water just, yeah. just send cash. cash you're just taking a generous 90 percent administrative fee and the rest goes straight to lebanon Minus eight percent shipping. Yeah, yeah. So they get two percent. <laughs> That's a good deal. It's better than the Red Cross. It's slightly better than Red Cross numbers. Yeah. I, I'd like to know if that gal who was involved with the uh, Amber Alerts is helping children across the border to get out of Lebanon right now. I think she's. Uh, oh yeah, that one. Possibly. What's her name? Um, I do have a I I, I do have a clip from Joe Biden here. Which I know you Canadians don't give a crap, really. Is this the cocaine one? Uh, this is not the cocaine well, it's, one. It's after the cocaine comment. That's yeah. This is like it's, it's after the cocaine comment. I bet this is. I was laughing. Well, this might be the cocaine comment where he accuses the the anchor. Yeah. Uh, of doing. I'm something. out on politics, but I I if there's a Joe Biden clip rolling around i can't help but watch it just because it, it cracks me up it cracks me up and then i feel bad for laughing because i really feel like that poor old dude is just like getting paraded around and he's not doesn't know where he is i agree let's listen to him because he might be our next president please clarify specifically, specifically have you taken a cognitive no test? i haven't taken a test why the hell would i take a test come on man that's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? What do you say to <laughs> President Trump, who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters? Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I, I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean... I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. 
Now, we asked the Biden campaign this morning if they wanted to add any additional context to those remarks, specifically comparing a mental test to being tested for cocaine. The campaign has not yet responded. The vice president will hold a number of virtual events this afternoon, including one with Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. She is one of his potential VP uh, picks, and we expect an announcement on that front in the coming days. Vlad? Come on, man. To be fair to Biden, I did say the Gulf of New Mexico. Okay, maybe I should have a cognitive test at this point. And no, there was, but there was a part in that clip at the end where he tries to say, "I'll take a physical or mental," and he couldn't say the word "mental." Oh uh, yeah, I, they, he, that wasn't did, in that report. He did stumble stumble across it. Of course, they're not going to play that part on the. Why don't we all do a cognitive news. test? I wouldn't mind. I could do it. I'd be kind of curious. But then we just throw we throw a baseball at you real fast. Say, "Hey, Mike, catch this! If you catch it, you're good to go." Uh, I I I would I would take a, a cognitive test and release it on the air and uh, uh, just for fun, you know. What if it came back like questionable results? Would you still? I would have to like if it came back psychotic. that I was yeah. mentally <laughs> handicapped and I should be committed immediately. Yeah, I'd have to do yeah, it. Tell you your conspiracy oh, theorist. Yeah, <laughs> take take away your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> You shouldn't be on the air anymore, Mike. You're you have the IQ of like seventy, which I think is mentally retarded. I think at that point, I thought that was like the new average. I mean, it could be, but I mean, oh, you know, Trump does have his own gaffes. Like he said this, you know. Anybody have any white? Do you have any white stuff? You know, yeah. We have, you have any white stuff? You know, we all call it white stuff. Come on. Well, he was trying to not. He wasn't going to say the word white for yeah. a second there. He's, See, he's even fucking self-censoring himself. Yeah, looking for white stuff. Could be looking for cocaine. Could be looking for uh, any white out. Yeah, white could out. be looking for white out, but it's white stuff. So it's Caucasian out. Yeah. He, I mean, he also said this. Yeah. I just wish her well, frankly. Yeah. So I mean, he's got yeah. his. Oh. He's got his own gaps. Did you hear the compilation of him wishing other people well? Uh, I I I heard of it. Um, I oh, did not it's, hear it's it. Pr- it's pretty good. It's priceless. A lot of people. It doesn't mean doesn't oh, bode well when Trump wishes you well. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's, he goes through like ten other people. Oh, I wish you well, and it's not it's not a good sign. Oh, so it's 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 sixty chess for you're in trouble, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, See, it, it doesn't because I don't even know how to play sixty chess. Seems to me like just the fascist takeover of the West. It very well could be, uh, but uh, and it, I don't mean by Trump. Just for the record, I mean by the governments in general. Oh yeah, I I, I agree. We we kind of uh, talked about that on the uh, Union of the Awanders. I, I think regardless of who gets into uh, the, the the presidency next time around, we are going into an authoritarian state. Regardless, I mean, this is everything's yeah, already set up for it. Australia seems to be winning the race currently. The Aussies down they're there? Like, they're like the closest to China, so I guess it would make sense. Yeah, and I, I did read some news about uh, Australia. It was last year. They're looking at Australia's uh, social credit scoring system to possibly use that in some way. Like, license that technology to use on their own citizens. How fucking sick is that? I think China just invested like a trillion dollars. Yeah, all you Aussies, Australia. get your shit together. Come on. Like... I, I know, like, America here is divided, obviously. Uh, and the media plays a good role in dividing its population. Does anything like that happen up there in Canada with you guys? Yeah, man. It's 
it's what's happening is it's slipping through. I think all this, all this money laundering funding influence is slipping through to all these politicians at sort of more the local level. Like it's not just your, you know, your Clinton foundations and all that, but the China, the one of the China, uh, one of the Australian politicians got busted taking bribes from China. I think it's happening more at the, you know, university science level at the local politician level. I mean, even mayors of cities and DAs. And I mean, I think that's starting to show itself as being the big influencer here. When the technocratic takeover starts happening, you can see these people bowing down to what pressure we just got fucking regulate uh, mandatory masks last weekend. And now 86% of the people uh, in, was it Calgary or Alberta didn't want their kids going to school with masks and they just made the thing happen anyways. Well, I, but I mean, it's it's getting pretty bad up here too. I mean, and our our fearless leaders in all kinds of trouble with ethics uh, committees and funneling money to his family and everything. I mean, it's just brutal. But are are you uh, do you lose friends like on your social media uh, over political opinions? Like you do? I don't have. I don't really I block have a lot media. of people from my Twitter account, but I don't consider any of them friends. Well, that's fair. I mean, I I have friends on my Facebook where. If you say the wrong thing, like if you don't support something that they will, they'll block you, you know, because, oh, you, because you, uh, you disagree with uh, BLM or you are uh, disagree with this or you support a Trump policy. Therefore, you're a Nazi and boom, you're gone. Graham and I have both blocked ourselves from Facebook. It's probably the wisest decision. I'm You've on there mostly on for friends there, and family. No, I've never, never I've never been on there and I've never been on Twitter either. So I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'd like to think that I would just not worry about what all my friends think in that regard, but it'd probably bug me. Yeah. I'm five years clean. Five years clean of uh, social media. Well, I mean, I, we have a Gramerica Facebook page, but like that's not friends. And if you sure. fuck around, I just block you. Same with Twitter. Sure. So it's, you know, it's a nice place and I don't really venture into like the wild on either of them. You know, if it's not a direct response from our followers or to us or at us, then it's, I don't do the timeline experience. I do. I like to dip my toes in the water to see what people are, are really are thinking out loud about online yeah. and yeah. to try to I interact with sent, them. I get sent enough through the chats and everything to kind of highlight all those sort of posts that I just, as a rule, I don't, I try not to go into my my news feed on Twitter or Facebook or I mean I don't even know if you can go into a news feed with a Facebook page or not. Uh I don't even know. I think you have to have an for anything on Facebook, I think you have to have an account. We and, had to find a random person with who I won't name to the the accounts like registered to them because they have a Facebook page. Oh so they own they, they own your entire down. they own your they could fucking take us down. So if you're not friendly with them they can take out the Grimerica Facebook page. It is over, Johnny, at that point. That's all right. I mean, so, half the time I'm hovering over delete. A lot of these friends must be coming around, though, if they, when they see what's happening. I mean, aren't no. they like, no, they're not. No. I have some really good friends that uh, I, I, I play music with, and um, and I, I commented to one of them. He's a good friend of mine. I, I was in a band with him for uh, 12 years. One of my best friends lived with him. And I commented, I said, hey, I'm, I'm coming to Ohio. And he's like, hey, why why you come back here? And I said, hey, I want to move uh, to like a nice uh, spread of land, get a few acres, be a little bit more self-sustainable before the, the government falls. And he said the government fell three years ago. 
And yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, so, and um, this is a guy that uh, I, I die for. He's like one of my best friends, you know, um, and we just have vastly different views. And I, it all comes down to what you decide to consume on a daily basis, whether it's MSNBC, CNN, even the New York Times. I, have, I, I know people that only consume New York Times related news because they think it's the, the, the most reliable source of news and they're uh, hyper scared because everything going on, it's not balanced. People are brainwashing themselves. I brainwashed myself with UFO and Bigfoot stories. Uh, yeah, I flip-flop between super grateful to have people like yourselves and all the people in our chats and our community of you know podcasters that kind of just stay in the middle and try and follow the truth, however elusive it is. And, and then super disappointment with, you know, my mom can't talk to anybody about stuff. My sister's surrounded by it in Vancouver. Like, they're pretty open. I can talk to a lot of my friends, but it's that second level of, of, of people that just I hear from my loved ones that they just, yeah, it's just super disappointing. Because if you even delved at least maybe a little bit below the surface, your view would change, you know? I mean, but I guess, you know, we listen to No Agenda and guys like yourself for so long. It's just, it kind of, I guess we're in our own little bubble, you know? The one thing that I can talk to rabid anti-Trump people about is UFOs. That's the one thing uh, that uh, I will comment on and they'll comment on. And there is a, there's a genuine curiosity on both sides, both left and right, pro-Trump, anti-Trump. Everyone is curious about the UFO topic. And it seems to bring people together. The people want to know more. They're curious about all the the news coming out about uh, the FLIR footage from the Navy from 2017, and then these drips and drabs of alien material. It doesn't matter. That breaks down party lines. It really does seem to unify people, which makes was, me really concerned. I was hoping human trafficking would do that. No. Uh, people don't give a darn about human trafficking. It, uh, it It's also been hyper-politicized. So at this point, I'm waiting for the UFO news uh, in some way to be hyper politicized where there's a, 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 a super wedge issue with the UFO news to where people are super against it or for it in some weird way. Um, I, but I know it's going to happen, you know, yep. when like sometime in 2021, there's probably going to be some revelation. Everyone on Facebook is going to say, I knew it all along. It was aliens and the government was lying. And I'm going to be that guy is like, no, I'm not. I don't believe it. I, it's probably some kind of military project to scam y'all. So, I'll probably yeah, be the I, center. Yeah, I think it could be more of a, a battle over disclosure. You know, the, the whatever you want to call it, the alliance versus the deep state, free energy disclosure. You know, like they they're pushing they're pushing disclosure already, and Trump started the space force. I mean, I do think that politicization could happen in October. I mean, that could be one of the big key events that that tries to swing things one way or the other i think that I mean, is a could, huge issue yeah it could be the card that gets pulled that brings the world together too but i don't know if people can buy it you know with all the blue beam shit going around i mean i don't know if i'll believe anything that i hear now in the mainstream about some sort of us uh you uh et takeover i mean fuck, there's no way that is the biggest problem because i i hate to use like the totality of like the mainstream media is mostly false but it's 
it's it's uh, it it's hyperbolic it's more than mostly yeah it's yeah. hyperbolic they they find one little thing here and there and they drive it into the ground like they did with the the demon sperm lady they found one little thing and that discredits everything demon sperm so i suspect like with the ufo thing they'll, they'll do the same exact thing and my main concern here is who is in power when they decide that they I'm, I'm assuming at the point at this point is probably uh, some people in the Pentagon in conjunction with several different companies that want to have some agenda to release this. Yeah. Uh, so my main concern is the narrative on that, because I think that yeah. is everything. <clears throat> Are they going to say we have this technology? It's reverse engineered and we can use it uh, to start weaning ourselves off of oil to have a Star Trek future, or are they going to say we need weapons and we need Space Force to save us from this uh, crazy alien force? We need Space Force. Space, space Force. force. Space or, the, or the other option is that the first narrative is done by Trump and the Space Force instead of the, you know, the, the two narratives are there, I agree, but the first narrative could be by Trump. That could be his saving grace, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. It could be. That, that's kind of getting into the whole, you know, trust the plan kind of Q bullshit. So, yeah, I, I want to believe that there, there is something there and that uh, there are people who believe in liberty and freedom and helping humanity. And there, some of those people are within these ultra black projects and they, they believe humanity has a right to know because this could change the world. It could help alleviate poverty we could have a, a beautiful world if people just had the chance to know about it and believe in something other than I hate somebody, be, hate somebody because uh, of their political leanings. Yeah, I hope we get there. I I don't think that's going to happen. Um, they want really want Trump out of office, and they really wanted to roll this out underneath the Clinton uh, administration. That didn't happen. If they wanted Trump out of office, they wouldn't be running Joe Biden. That is true. <laughs> That is a true statement. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. How dare you? It does seem like they're trying to throw the election by running him, doesn't it? They've got the biggest fucking distracted public in the history of public, I'm pretty sure. And they don't even need sports or anything to do it. They just, everyone can argue about COVID and Trump and they can just keep stealing money and tracking and tracing. And I mean, I'd say, I don't see why they would want anyone else in charge right now. I really don't. It is kind of like the the perfect storm to kind of do whatever you want at this point. Yeah. It's kind of like that uh, movie Die Hard 3. And you can almost swing it by just how Trump reacts to it. Well, I mean, that's they, why. They could, they've got the entire, like, they've got the emotions of a giant fucking chunk of the country in the palm of their hand. And I don't think they're just going to give that away. Well, Not just yet. They'll probably like hand it off to a different flavor in four years when they don't have a choice or try and do something like that. But I, I mean, I, I don't think that, I mean, I come from a position that there's no different parties. So mm -hmm. there's, I mean, they, they're just kind of different flavors of the same ice cream at this point. I mean, the, the reason why I, I think the media hasn't come down like there just been they, they've actually done like straight reporting on the UFO stuff is because Trump really hasn't commented too heavily on it. And if, if Trump says, oh, we know stuff and it like it started pontificating like he 
normally does, I'm sure the media would would make it a a, polit- a point of contention. They haven't done that, so the, the, he's been kind of like uh, very even handed about it. Remarkably, like uh, or they're probably just not telling him much. I, I probably that's probably it. He is not being told much of anything about the UFO phenomenon. Come on, he's going to take his Uncle John's Tesla technology and retrofit the five G towers, dude. I well, I mean, huh. that's that's one <laughs> that's one one story there. Joe, you back in a fiction in twenty twenty because I know it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I had to take a call. Sorry. Okay, you ordering pizza? Yes. Okay. What flavor. Hot $65,000 $65, worth? Hot pockets. You ordered uh, $65,000 worth of hot dogs and pizza to be delivered. That's right. <laughs> With walnut sauce, yeah. Uh-huh. In a $12,000 cabinet. That's right. <laughs> Joe, I'm telling you, you need, to, you need to conference those calls into the Zoom call. We should sell our cabinet. <laughs> okay. Maybe next time. You don't want to hear these calls. These are with recruiters and... That's what. That's why they need to be on there. I'll ask the questions. That you're doing a part-time job. Job as like a, a phone sex operator or something like that. Just t- tell tell them you're you're on the call with your attorneys and they have some questions. <laughs> Do they have phone sex operators anymore? Is that a, or an antiquated job? I don't think they're out. They're, they're done. They do. But now know. it's webcam. Yeah. Okay. Cam girls. Yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah. There's no phone sex. I should have been anymore. a cam girl. We all should have been cam girls. It's not too late, you know. We can we can still make it happen if we want to. There's probably way more money than there is in podcasting. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, probably more glory too. You guys want me to open up the phone lines here, or open them up, and then we can just do some sure. other little stories here and there. Who knows? Sure. Maybe Might well. maybe someone will call in. Who knows? Six one four three eight eight nine one zero nine. You can talk to myself, you can either, uh, or the Gramerica guys, or Joe, or even Cratchit, you know? Now talk to all of us, that's fine. I only want to talk to John Johannesburg, if you yeah, okay. in Region 3. I do have a clip from Harry Reid uh, talking about UFOs. From when? Recently? Uh, fairly recently. He looks awful. Huh. Oh boy! Did he get Did he get beat up by the mob again and say he fell down off his exercise bike? <laughs> yeah. <or whatever>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe he just looks old. He just looks old. Uh, I'll play this clip from Harry Reid because uh, he's talking about UFOs. Harry Reid loves UFOs. Uh, he's been. Uh, you might not like his politics, but he's always championed this stuff because he's friends with uh, Robert Bigelow, and uh, Bigelow is uh, urged. Harry Reid to come out and really support UFO disclosure uh, because it's it's his biggest passion. So let's see if I can bring this up on the screen here so we all can watch this together. And this is fairly recent here. Here we go. This is from crashed UFOs. That's the question being asked because of a blockbuster story published in the New York Times. The Times acknowledge what our I-team has reported for the past few years, namely that a secret Pentagon study looking into UFOs is still underway after all. But the newspaper story drew a rebuke from one of the sources it quoted, former Nevada Senator Harry Reid. George Knapp has this exclusive story. You've said about you don't think it's little green men, and we had a lot of speculation about where these vehicles are, are from. They're far more advanced than anything known to us. Is it possible that nobody really, there's no one who knows the ultimate answer, what's, what the I think is? now, and the reason I'm so terribly interested in this, 
because I don't think no one has the answers. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid has spoken with us about UFO issues more times than with any other media organization on and off the record. And in each of those exchanges, we've asked about the persistent stories of crashed saucers, recovered materials, dark secrets, the same rumors that started with the famous Roswell incident in 1947 and which resurfaced in 1989 with our news reports about alleged alien technology stashed in the Nevada desert near Area 51. On the same day that Bob Lazar's tale was unveiled to the world, Reed told us this in a live interview. Uh, well, you know, George, I'll have to look at this. I have heard about this exact story. I've heard about it uh, as kind of a preview of your program. I am visiting with you once before. I'm anxious. I'm going to fast forward a little bit because uh, this is a five-minute thing, and I'm going to get to the part where Harry Reed comments on this. To get the facts, I think it's and has told the Times he has briefed both the Pentagon and Congress about retrievals of off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Reed staffers reacted to the Times story by demanding a correction, which the Times provided. But the reporters say they still stand by the story and the quote from Reed. Reed then fired off a pointed message on social media reiterating that he has no knowledge of and never suggested that the government has debris from flying saucers or other worlds. I am interested in science. In previous statements, Reed has stressed that UFOs do not equate to aliens. His primary concern has been national security, specifically whether Russia or China might be ahead of us in mastering advanced technology. In 2009, Reed tried to create a special access program intended to interact with other secret programs that may or may not have additional evidence or materials related to the UFO mystery. One reason I did that is there's always this a rumor this uh, some people say that uh, there are some uh, public corporations that have uh, materials that we should look at now I wanted to make sure that that was valid or not valid but I couldn't get they wouldn't uh, defense department wouldn't approve it what do you think of that do you think somebody's got pieces or a craft or did you and you ever I, I, but I don't know George I don't know why they wouldn't want to put this to sleep I, unless there's something to it I don't understand. but that's why While the Times stands by its reporting, persons close to Reed say the senator feels his comments were unfairly characterized. George Knapp, 8 News Now. All right, there you go. Harry Reed saying, uh, I never said alien materials, but then Times saying it is alien material. So some discrepancy there about what was said. Um, and they showed that uh, 2000... 17 footage of the FLIR footage of the uh, UFO being tracked by Navy pilots as they were talking. Um, uh, at this point, I think, is my opinion, that that UFO that's shown in the FLIR footage, that is an Air Force craft. Okay. The, uh, the Air Force has been working on this stuff for quite a while. Uh, there's some pretty interesting footage out there. We covered it, that, that, that Utah UFO footage that was a 4K quality about a year and a half ago. That just zipped past the camera. Um, and that uh, came from an area where there, there is testing out there. Uh, and there's been some other documents that have been produced that uh, the Air Force, this is most likely some sort of Air Force operation that is going on. 
What do you guys think about the grammar? They can't even talk to they can't even talk to each other. So the Navy doesn't know that the Air Force has got this shit or. No, I don't think so. So after a lot of these incidents that happened, at least the one that I, I that I read about is like after, you know, the Navy tracked this stuff, not only with with the planes up in the sky, but also through radar signature, uh, uh, air, or a helicopter came over, landed down. And took all the tapes, uh, took all the all the data concerning the radar signatures from this craft, and then took off. And no one, at least who went on record, claimed to know who was in charge and why they took it and what happened with that. Uh, I think maybe it could have been the Air Force, but um, it's unclear. It's unclear where that data is at right now. It's super annoying that he's got to back off what he said and there's discrepancy with what he said. Like, if he's going to come out with that, why can't it just be fucking crystal clear what he means and what he says? It's super annoying to me because it just, it, it, it causes a bunch of misperception out there and yeah, shitty headlines and memes. And, you know, now, like, how did it end up again? Did he said, I, I, I couldn't even follow it. He, he said, he said, no, I didn't. I, he said, I never claimed alien material nor do i did i claim off world he's more concerned about china and russia vehicles huh. the times oh. stands by their reporting oh for fuck's sakes so so what do you believe at that point yeah oh, i don't believe yeah neither of them really at that point it's, it's tough to believe it either <laughs> yeah. I, I think the air force is the dominant branch of the military at this point in time and they're oh you think so yeah over the navy yep at this point they're um uh, i looked at the budgets over the past few years and uh the air force has sl slowly gone up uh and I, but I think there's a battle there's a battle for supremacy the navy's always had like a lot more money thrown at it uh historically due to subs and aircraft carriers and, and stuff like that but the air force has kind of taken taken over and a lot of air force people have been going over to the new Space Force. Uh, yeah, interesting, yeah. And so I think the Air Force is kind of pushing for its dominance within the Pentagon and who takes priority uh, when it comes to budgeting and control. And uh, in like uh, there's a there's a the Air Force Intelligence Group. Uh, it is called the 4602nd. That is the uh, Air Force Intelligence, and there's a lot of good documentation around what this group does, and they are kind of the men in black. Uh, they started up in the in the 40s, and they uh, they have broad authority to investigate certain things. Um, and the 4602nd appears to be at least some form of the men in black. They go go out to. Uh, areas where there have been UFO sightings, uh, possible crashes, investigate, discredit people, uh, harass people. And so the military intelligence or the Air Force intelligence is actively doing that. Uh, I wonder how, historical reference for that. I wonder how that compares to the Department of Energy budget funding all these national labs like Lawrence Livermore and Los Alamos, Brookhaven, Oak Ridge, Sandia, doing all this skunk worky shit. I don't know because like if you if you look at like a lot of like the the budget stuff it's hard to account for like the black budget is one thing and I last time I read it accounted for anywhere from 70 to 100 billion dollars and I, I listened to like a lot of uh, C-SPAN uh, stuff back in 2017 2018 when they were doing the Pentagon audit 
and uh, they were talking about black budgets, and they had to take it off record. And let's see if I can, like, if you, unacknowledged special access programs, kind of thing. Yeah, like they they, they acknowledged that. Uh, well, we're we're dealing with dealing with this stuff, but during the audit, they had to cut to something else. So here's the the clip I got. This is from 2018, and and so while conducting an audit uh, of this of this magnitude, I guess I, I want to know how do you plan to deal with the significant complexities that it may present um, dealing with, for example, uh, old contracts mm -hmm. or uh, contracts and systems not designed uh, with an audit in mind or auditing, uh, in particular, the classified portion uh, of the budget. Uh, this is a particular area of interest that I would, I would have. Mm -hmm. And uh, where uh, there's, you know, by design, uh, there's not much transparency into black projects and uh, programs uh, uh, for uh, security reasons. Uh, how do you uh, d deal with those uh, issues? And does guidance for new contracts provide for the eventuality of an audit? With regard to the the classified, I may need to talk to you offline about how we handle it. I would just to show you a couple things. One is classified programs are included in the audit. We have we have cleared auditors and cleared IGs and others who can do this. And as you mentioned, from the intelligence community, they all receive standalone opinions, and so they actually have been under audit for three years now. And I've been meeting with them, getting an update on their lessons learned and their issues and how they've been progressing. But those are published on a classified form, and the members of Congress are entitled to look at those. And so after this audit, nothing happened. They had a 1,000 auditors going through this. And I don't think we learned anything from this audit. And, like, yeah, they have a budget for classified stuff and black budget stuff that ranges, like, up to or upwards of, like, $100 billion. But that doesn't account for all the illegal drug money. All that kind of stuff that gets funneled into these weird projects. Like, there's a, probably a lot of off-book stuff, like a lot of off-book money. I'm curious about that. Yeah, exactly. The stuff that doesn't show up in black budgets, that, but that is still used for nefarious means. And it still looks like a, you know, really expensive line item for a gold toilet or something in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's very confusing. I, I, I watched many hours of, of this, this audit and learned very little. Um, I mean, I, there's some interesting stuff about the helicopter budgets, but nothing, not, nothing salacious, not, no mention of like, of what the black budget projects are, you know, um, it's just, you remember the last time they tried to audit the Pentagon budget, right? Yeah, that was like 2001. And then we just kind of forgot about the, the result of that announcement. Yeah, don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah. Forgot about that yeah. one. Um, it's just super confusing. Like we have a massive military budget. Like the what is Canada's military budget? Do they waste a lot of money do on this stuff? Well, I'm sure they waste a lot, but I'm sure it's also not a lot. We don't have much of a military or budget. Why would we bother with you We've guys? Only right? got I know. 16 million mm -hmm. taxpayers. Unless yeah. China wants to come over here and then go over that border, that might pose a problem for us. You guys can borrow uh, my Apache helicopter. They give one to every American. You can borrow ours. That'd be great. They have 16 million taxpayers, a huge mass of land and social health care. I mean, you don't really have enough money left over for, I think we got like 65,000 if you include all the reservists. Oh, okay. Oh, geez. Is that like a couple of, is that like a battalion in the States or a division or? 6,500? I, I guess that would. 65,000. No, 65, oh, 65,000. Come on, man. 
Sorry. I'm I dropped a zero. We're, we're more like the peacekeepers, really. We yeah. just apologize and go around and help people. Um, yeah, that's it for the budget. Um, Joe, do you got anything over there you want to you want to hit on? Because I got like Epstein stuff over here. Yeah, that's kind of the the. <clears throat> I have stuff on that. I have uh, Gates and Epstein. If you haven't played that, no. Um, and then I have Epstein on that The Hill show where Cigar and uh, and and Kate Kate oh, whatever Crystal Wall they they uh they did a little segment on. It. I thought they were pretty interesting. Yeah, pop it in the uh, the carrot shop. I'd love to play whatever clips you got. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear the Gates one? Uh, no. Which which gate one are you referring to? Um, there's just a. It's it looks like it's an MSNBC clip, if I remember correctly. I saw it on Instagram, so I'm mixing it up. Okay. Not just Twitter links anymore. Oh, not just Twitter links. We're 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 going all social media now. Let's see if I can get it up. I'll see if I can share it with you guys over there. And so this is uh, Bill Gates talking about his good buddy. No, this is a, a news report talking about it. Okay. Let's see here. Let's see if I can share it over there. Here we go. Jeffrey Epstein may be dead, but this story isn't. A shocking new report from the New York Times sheds light on the connection between Microsoft founder Bill Gates and the late Jeffrey Epstein. After Gates' name came up in connection with Epstein and MIT Media Lab, Gates gave a statement to the Wall Street Journal where he insisted he did not have any business relationship or friendship with Epstein. But new reporting from the New York Times outlines numerous meetings between Gates and Epstein and a conversation with Bill and Melinda Gates's foundation, a connection between their foundation and J.P. Morgan to set up a charitable fund that would financially benefit Epstein. You know what I want to know? Why? Joining me now, one of the New York Times reporters from this story, James B. Stewart, who is also the author of a new book I highly recommend, Deep State, Trump, the FBI, and the Rule of Law. Let's start with this. Gates says, no relationship, not on nothing. You report these two men met at least six times. What does Gates say about that? Well, I believe that there were more, and he, and he and his spokespeople would not say how many in total they actually met. But this included visits to the mansion, uh, seeing each other in Seattle, flying on Epstein's plane, when we all know Bill Gates has his own $40 million plane. Um, and then, as an investigative reporter, the, why would Gates say, oh, I had no relationship with him, when, of course, he knows what the, the facts are? So that, that always sets off red flags for me. He also has one of the largest, most established foundations on his own. Yes. Why would they ever set up a charitable trust benefiting Jeffrey Epstein? Well, not only does he have the world's largest charitable foundation, but one of their primary missions is to help young women in un underprivileged countries. Jeffrey Epstein was preying on young women from Eastern Europe, from South Africa, luring them into his web. And it's the antithesis of what the Gates Foundation stands for. And by the way, there were Gates Foundation employees who were horrified when they realized what Jeffrey Epstein had done and was saying, we don't want to have anything to do with this. And yet the project went on. And what is the Gates explanation? for this. 
that it was all about philanthropy, that Bill Gates just wanted to find new sources of money. But you, when you went and met with Jeffrey Epstein a year and a half ago, I read your piece, you knew straight out of the gate something didn't add up. It smelled foul. Bill Gates didn't notice that? One of well, the smartest guys in the world. I mean, he's a registered sex offender, and after I rang the doorbell, it opens, and there is a, a beautiful young woman standing there who I didn't think was 16, but she could have been, you know, 19 or something, and I thought, whoa, a sex offender has it? A beautiful young woman opening the door. So I didn't even have to go through the door before I realized there's something really weird going on here. My God, holy crap. They're drunk on our children's blood, for God's sake. <laughs> they are. I, lo I just love the hubris of all these people because, okay, well, we could play the next clip because they kind of get into it there and stop it whenever you feel like you, you've, you've had enough. But they, uh, they kind of touch on some of the same sort of I don't know, just uh, th there's a lot of hush-hush around this whole thing. Um, and uh, I think it's kind of remarkable that you could have the Clintons over at John Lewis's funeral and stuff, and there's nobody's really willing to ask any of these questions. And, it's you know, it's, it's just it's so crazy, but they get into it. Okay. Some breaking news this morning. Late last night, some of the Epstein documents were unsealed by a judge. Now, these documents in particular stem from a deposition given by Virginia Gouffray, who is a high-profile accuser of Jeffrey Epstein and of Ghislaine Maxwell. Many of you might remember her from her accusations against Prince Andrew. And she's a highly credible person, a witness, and we've seen uh, some of her interviews on camera. She sued Ghislaine Maxwell back in 2015. These documents stem from that. And they show definitively that Ghislaine Maxwell has lied under oath in the court. Her lawyers have blatantly lied. Right. So let's lead off right with that very first accusation, which, or not even accusation, that, that proof, which is that from that deposition, from that case, this is an email between Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, January 21st, 2015. Now, her lawyers had already said in her bail memo that 20 days ago, just 20 days ago, she had not communicated with Mr. Epstein in over a decade. So right off the bat, Crystal, blatant lie in the yeah. court of law. That's what we already know about. Absolutely. Right and the details here are pretty chilling, too. You have Epstein coaching her. Let's yes. throw that back up. That's what that email is. Right. Coaching her on how to say, you know, that these are all lies and untrue, completely untrue, that she's been smeared, and innuendos, slandered defamation, salacious lies, all that stuff. And then he goes on to say, you've done nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Hold your head up high. Right. Go to parties. Get over it is basically what he I just wish her said. well, so, frankly. Again, the real bombshell here, the fact that the two were very clearly in communication. Yes. And that and is... Inspiring. And can defeat these charges. Absolutely. Yeah. And that goes directly against what Maxwell's lawyers have been representing here. But wait, there's so much oh, yeah. more. There's some other stuff. And a lot of this was known, but we didn't have the full documents. We knew that Virginia Gouffray had made this accusation. But this one is about Bill Clinton. And again, this is a total bombshell. So let's throw that up there on the screen. And look, according to this interview, Bill Clinton was at Epstein's Island with Epstein, Maxwell, and, quote, two young girls. Now, there's no allegation here of sexual impropriety. President Clinton has denied on numerous occasions that he was ever on um, this Little St. Jeffrey's, I think is what it was called, that island in the Virgin Islands that was owned by Jeffrey Epstein. However, remember that from that Netflix documentary with there's many no of his flaws, as I know I've heard from so many of you, they still had that interview with the IT technician for Jeffrey Epstein who said somewhere between, I think it was the 90s and 2005, so assumption is after 
after Clinton left office. And he was seen just hanging out with Epstein on the veranda on Epstein's favorite part of the island. All right. Wow. There, geez, that's 1.2 trillion hot dogs. Yeah. So, yeah, you got Bill Gates and you got um, Bill Clinton, um, the Bills. Uh, they're, they're both completely in denial that these records were ever going to come out. And maybe they never would have. And, uh, you know, Cernovich and the, the St. Petersburg Times, I think it was, or whoever it was, kept pushing the issue because they felt like he had gotten this sweetheart deal down uh, in Florida. And so they pushed the issue to New York City where they, you know, it wasn't necessarily a retrial, but, um, you know, the, the, it, this is what kind of set off the whole Epstein didn't kill himself thing. Then everything kind of spiraled and this is where we are. But, you know, if it's not enough to if, if you're not already suspicious of not only Bill Clinton and the rape things that he's been through, but if you're not suspicious of Bill Gates and his desire to vaccinate everybody and his history with, you know, Planned Parenthood and eugenics and all this stuff like. This, this should be the, the death knell to any of this sort of reverence for these people. How can any, like, this should be the biggest news in the world. There's a, a deposition where a former United States president is named being on an island where there were sex slaves, uh, children. So it's child trafficking going on. He flew on that plane uh, multiple times. This should be the biggest news in the world. I've had enough problems without that one. Well, and it reminds me of the Laura Silsby story, too, where she ended up, she was caught, I think it was like 33 kids crossing them over to, uh, what, the Dominican Republic from um, Haiti. And, uh, and, and I think she got off scot-free, and then they put her into uh, that missing child uh, reporting agency. So she Amber became Alert. the head of the missing children uh, whatever agency it was and uh, and you're just like is this does does any of this make sense to anyone else like is, is it is no one else seeing this and i think for us in this uh you know somewhat the conspiracy alt media community yeah we see it and it's just a, it's just incredible that the the media still has this grip on on data and information and who knows what because you you, you bring any of this stuff up about bill clinton and it's like yeah but trump said grab her by the pussy my rash yeah. move did the trick. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just stupid. I liked what the No Agenda guy said about it is, <clears throat> I mean, that was pretty light. Trump's name was in there a few times, and him and Dershowitz came out smelling like roses from those documents. So it seems like a controlled leak in a way to me that, you know, they're going to say Trump and Dur nothing happens to them. You know, even the Bill Clinton thing, there's nothing really there with that either. What surprises me is with the money that the Gates Foundation puts into the media, that, that that MSNBC one was pretty damning really towards Bill. I mean, that was, they went a little harder than I would expect out of the mainstream. I mean, I don't sure. know if anything will happen after that. But I mean, there are the connections with, like, isn't there connections with Epstein's technological interest and the, and the shit in Arizona and all that? And I mean, it's, it is kind of scary those, how those connections could have been, you know, if Epstein, if Epstein didn't kill himself, you know, where would he be in this whole thing right now? Yeah, lots of powerful people wanted to see uh, a lot of this stuff just disappear, and uh, looks like they're they're somewhat successful so far. But man, Bill Gates, man, I, we've talked about this on the show before. It's like, how many pedophiles do you go? Yeah, but he's pretty cool, you know. He's got a bunch of money and all this stuff. Like, how do, does anybody know a pedophile? 
who's, who they're like still buddies with. Like they got charged and brought up on, like he was literally uh, convicted. They gave him, again, he was on house arrest. He had the little ankle monitor and he could leave and go to his office and all the, basically do whatever the hell it was he wanted to do. So he got this sweetheart deal. And even after that whole thing came down, I'm pretty sure that Bill Gates was still, you know, tooling around with the guy. And you're just like, dude, like I find out, like if I find out that, uh, I don't know, somebody I work with or whatever is a pedophile, like I'm probably going to say something to my manager, like, ah, I don't know if I like, I'm comfortable working with this person. But would you know, you this is why they have lists. But <laughs> would you take vaccine advice from him? You might not hang out with them, but would you take like medical <laughs> advice from him? For sure. Okay. Course. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I only, I only take medical advice from non-doctors who uh, were forced out of their software companies. Oh, well, that really limits your options. <laughs> well, you would think that would limit my options, but it turns out <laughs> there's a ton of that guy oh, right okay. now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Joe's right. They got balls. I mean, these guys just don't care, it seems. They just they keep prancing around doing these things, and they, they bring them out in the mainstream, and nothing ever grabs hold. And But mind you, there is more. I mean, there's more traction with human trafficking now than ever. I mean, it is really becoming mainstream. I mean, it seems like a lot of people are realizing that there's, there's a big problem here. Yeah, the memes are great. Yeah, the memes. The ones could like... Be, yeah. it's like yeah. the, uh, global sex traffic, global child sex trafficking ring. This syrup is racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is what Alex said they were doing over there. We'll have blood and semen for you in the ritual for you to drink. That's what he said. <laughs> Maybe he's not far off. I'm suspecting. Mike, Mike, we're getting some general questions as to whether or not the phone lines are open. Is that? Uh, yeah, they they are open. Six one four three eight eight nine. I guess also just for in general, we've had some people talking about having trouble with YouTube. Um, so if if you guys are having trouble with YouTube, first of all, YouTube can you know cram it with walnuts and you know. Uh, short and oh, they've been having problem with YouTube's. So sometimes when I play clips, that's why they're out of sync. Um, if I play like a clip. So the audio is behind the video. I do that so we don't get well, slammed. Well, there's some general error messages and things coming up. So uh, like I said to some of the people in the chat, I've been watching all three streams. All three streams are running. Uh, we are on Twitch. We are on DLive. You can get the stream over there. So and We do have a phone call. Have- call, you're on the air. Call, you're on the air. And I can and hear myself. I can hear myself. Hello. Hello. Turn your speakers down. Turn your speakers down. Turn your radio Turn your up. Radio up. Hello. 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 Uh, are you there? Uh, are you there? Yeah. This is. Yeah. This. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on here. I have to hang up. Sometimes people call up and they don't know how to use a phone. It's kind of crazy. Do I, di- do I dial after people say hello? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let me put a de- delay pedal on my phone because that's fun. I uh, gotta try to give a call back in. Or some people, I guess maybe sometimes people call and they're listening to the show on their phone yeah, and then it loops back in or something like that. I don't know. It just guy's kind of crazy. It's like a fun house or something. Oh man, this is really freaking me out. Yeah, it does. It's kind of freaky. I'll give a call back in. Try again. Um hmm. Yeah. You got any more Epstein stuff over there? Are you guys having opinions on about the Epstein stuff? It's just crazy. I don't know. I yeah, I think it's all just distractions. You think the Epstein stuff is a distraction? 
Yeah, I think the whole kill themselves and the Ghislaine and the the Bill Clinton. I mean, nothing's happening. Nothing's gonna. No one's gonna go to jail. I I kind of uh, I'm kind of with you there, and same with this whole Russia Gate probe that uh, one of our inspector generals is doing Durham. Like they're investigating the origins of the Russia probe, but what started it all that that kind of hampered Trump's first term. They need something to keep everyone busy until pro sports and Hollywood are back in full swing. It's going to be a while before Hollywood gets back in full swing, don't you think? I mean, I hope never, but I mean, there's a lot of shows that weren't being able to be uh, produced. Like a lot of uh, movies are being withheld. Disney is uh, suffering some major financial difficulties at this point. It could be we could be looking at the total collapse of the United States entertainment industry. And it just hasn't really come to fruition yet. Maybe by the end of the year, early next year, it'll be total collapse. Judging by the previews I see for some of the shows that are on television these days, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. Well, it's it's it's, it's incredible. Um, if you, t- I mean, I I don't know who I don't know I don't know many people that watch live TV anymore. Do you guys even watch live TV? No, no, I don't watch live TV. If I want to watch something, I'll watch it, like watch it on Netflix or or Hulu at this point. But as for live TV, if I want, if something live is happening that I want to see, I I go to YouTube. I don't really watch any of that stuff. I watch a bit of YouTube. I watch The Office, kinda. I watch a bit of The Office and Alone, and that's about it. What you, Graham? Do you digest I think the any? Office was the pinnacle of television, as near as I can tell. After that, it all seemed to get <laughs> shitty. Not a lot. The odd Netflix show. I liked some of the magic occult type shows, and and uh, yeah, a couple of the odd Netflix ones, and maybe like Billions. I was watching Billions for a bit there, but not live. Still, just you know, on demand. Yeah, I, mean, I can't stand live anything. Yeah, except, just, for, except I, for like shows like ours. I think my parents, they have uh, cable TV because that's what they're used to. Um, I think my older brother does, uh, probably mainly for sports, but that's about it. I don't know a lot of people that are are watching TV live. It seems so antiquated at this point. It's it's just, it's dying. And well, so who are these people who are, I mean, there are some ratings. I mean, they're not doing great, but at the same time, it's, it's, I mean, this is why I disabled Facebook is because just that little bit of control that CNN and MSNBC and Fox and all these guys have over whatever that narrative is, is gripping. And for people, I don't know, are they, they're not watching it live? Are they just seeing clips or just people are sharing clips on Facebook and this is where they get all their news? Because I'm wondering, where the hell are you getting this information? This is so crazy. That's what I'm wondering. I wonder too. They still have a grip in Twitter and social media. Yep. Yep. I think that's that's where it goes. And that's what I don't understand is like it could have died off, but instead social media is amplifying the old media. Yep. And it, it seems like YouTube could have won. Google could have won if they if they just don't amplify all the MSNBC, CNN clips and don't bow down to them anymore. Just don't amplify them. And I think stuff. that's and that's purposeful. I mean, I really, yeah. I think we really really have to acknowledge that that narrative is driven you on can't purpose. assume that the state wants to compete with the state on propaganda. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what the union of the unwanted. I mean, you guys talk about it so much already, but it is really—it's like the, we need platforms that are um, 
free and accessible. And I was watching a clip with one of the journalists uh, on that Hill show again, and he shows up on Jimmy Dore here and there and weighs in. It's, and I think Jimmy Dore is probably, you know, pretty good on a lot of his takes on this stuff. But he was saying, like, we're the ones in the free market. He's obviously sort of a Bernie guy, and so he is sort of more towards this socialism concept. But he was talking to the two on that show on uh, Rising that we're the free market because people come to us. They seek us out. It's not like this blanket that you just throw over the entire audience and everybody just gobbles it up. And this is the problem. This is why Google has made such a difficult time. And when I subscribe to channels, I don't even see those channels anymore. I've mentioned it on the show before, but I literally have to chase them down because they want to show me all kinds of stuff that maybe I was tangentially interested in one night when I was trying to, you know, make, uh, I don't know, salsa. And so now all I'm seeing are these recipe videos. And I'm like, I don't even subscribe to this crap. Happens to me all the time. They got a grip though, man. Salsa. Yep. Well, and we Which remember the... Tell me more the, about this salsa. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We remember the story of um, what was it, DARPA or, or the Defense Department or whatever, working with in tandem with Facebook to actually see what kind of uh, reactions and manipulation they could perform on the public based on the content that they were showing and were not showing. So it's like they're, they're probably light years ahead of all this stuff by now. And oh, don't you just love the fact checking? And almost, I mean, the, the, where I am now, and I may have said this on the show, but if it says, false information on an Instagram post or something like that. I'm, I'm going straight there because I don't buy it. You know what I mean? You're not going to tell me if this is true or not. I've seen enough Snopes pages to know that you're full of crap. Yep. It's pretty sad when the fact checkers, when it says false, it's almost the exact opposite. I mean, you see what they said about the Wayfair thing. Oh, fact check false because they asked Wayfair and Wayfair says they're not trafficking children. And not oh. that I believe, I don't even believe in that, but you got to do a little bit more digging than that. Oh. Case closed. Case closed. <laughs> yeah. There's been some great videos about the fact checkers, like Snopes and all. That. There's a, some fantastic ones. I think uh, Really Graceful did a good one. Yep. Amazing Polly did a good one. Corbett, She's awesome. Cor Has Corbett ever, did a good one. Yeah. Have you guys ever got a chance to talk to her? Amazing Polly or? or, or really Graceful? Because I think no, she does no. great work. Yeah, I do, I do too. Yeah. 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 She's in Georgia too. I think she's just north of Atlanta. I no, I asked uh, I asked uh, Ricky to maybe try and get her on the Union of Unwanted. She'd be good uh, on that problem. Yeah, her editing is great. I mean, she I don't know where how how she picked all that up, but her style is just phenomenal. Yeah, I uh, I got uh, a couple headlines here. Uh, so one, I just dropped a story in the channel real quick on the fa on the fact checking. Um, yeah. So Cheryl Atkinson has traced eighteen of twenty people on the Facebook. Fact checking to Soros. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, this could be a problem. Hey, I got to take off, guys, but I'll leave Graham to finish up with you guys. Cool. Hey, man. Thank you so much for hanging Good out. Chatting. Yeah, got like 10 yeah, minutes man. left, but yeah. yeah. Thank you, man. Let me know what where you, you got that cock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about Yours your cock if you more. Want it. <laughs> What's that? Talk about your cock more. All right. <laughs> People want to know. So I got uh, I got I got a story about uh, Kim Jong Un's poop, and uh, the other one is a major disaster coming by Department of Interior insiders. Are, are they related? Does it have to do with Kim Jong Un's poop? I don't believe they're related <laughs> at all. I was confused for a moment there. 
Let's go with Kim Jong Un's poop. I think so. It's a, it's a it's a lighter story, you know. It's, it's a lighter shade. It, it, yeah. Yes. Uh, North Korean dictator Kim Jong Un is said to have private toilets built in his bulletproof Mercedes and special vehicles designed for travel over mountainous terrain or snow. Whether he's meeting Donald Trump in Singapore or watching a missile being fired from the sea of, uh, into the Sea of Japan, Kim Jong-un doesn't leave home without his own personal toilet. The North Korean dictator doesn't trust any other loo, and he is said to travel with several toilets, including one built into an armored Mercedes and, and a specially designed uh, vehicle for travel over mountainous terrain uh, or snow, while many of his citizens lack basic amenities at home. So this guy's running around in gold-plated toilets, uh, flying over mountains, uh, shitting in uh, gold. That's fine. Yeah, one right? of those toilets is actually the Chinese slave boy who read our promo. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> God. Why doesn't he trust normal toilets? Because of, like, sanitary things or, or safety? Like, Well, I'm glad you asked, Graham. It's not that he has public anxiety about using uh, uh, toilets in public. It's all part of his plan to protect his feces from falling into the wrong hands. No. Sources close to Kim say, uh, sources close to, uh, to the Kim dynasty have, uh, have told it uh, would be unthinkable for the hermit state's so-called supreme leader to use the loo alongside everyday North Korean and his stool cannot be left behind because they contain information about his health. Wow. That's pretty smart. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, so they don't want people rummaging through toilets looking for the great leader's crap. Uh, is, it, is that a problem there in North Korea? I guess so. I mean, they do have a food shortage over there. So I think anything is oh fair game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is then he didn't die. No, like yes. we were reporting on a little bit back. Uh, and by the way, anyone caught using his personal toilets, which are managed by his bodyguards, could be sentenced to death. Mm. Even a high-ranking, conf, uh, a high-ranking confidant has claimed. It is said that uh, his uh, luxury Mercedes uh, in Kim's convoy in Singapore, where the, he met the U.S. president for historic sit-down in 2018 had a built-in toilet in case nature called when the dictator was on the go. So this guy shits in his car and then carries it around with him. <laughs> he drives around with his own shit. Does he, like, check into the hotel with, like, a doggy bag or something? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, let's take this phone call. Caller, where's your favorite place to take a shit? The dumpster. The dumpster? Okay, that's fair. Well, uh, who are we talking to? You know, What's on your mind? Manny. Hey, Manny. You know, it's Manny. What's going on, Manny? Hey, man. Um, somebody else is trying to call in, and I was just trying to pr prove a point that you had your phone lines open, and we're just not paying attention. Yeah, that's, that's possible, yeah. I'm very distracted. I have multiple screens over here. Dude, I know you're busy yeah. as fuck. Yeah, they they're open. Yeah, we're just talking about uh, Kim Jong Un's crapper. So oh, yeah, yeah they, they, they shit though, right? What's that? I said he doesn't shit though, right? That is that isn't that one of those North Korean myths that it like uh, the great leader doesn't shit or piss because he's godly. 
So that, that would kind of refute that. So, yeah, good point. So weird. Yeah. So weird. Well, thanks, Manny. Yeah, I'll leave the phone lines open if someone wants to call in real quick. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate everything you do. Thanks for the show. Hey, Cretched. Hey, Graham. Graham. Hey, Joe. Love you guys. His name's Graham. Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> oh, well, fuck my <laughs> life. Blow me up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Manny. Can you say the number again quickly? Yeah, slowly? 614-388-9109. Oh, here's, here's another condor coming in underneath the wire. Caller. FEMA Region 10 calling in. Hey, what's going on? Hello? 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 <laughs> what is going on? Hey, guys. Stan in Alaska. And I uh, just want to say really good show, really good content. Uh, and uh, definitely more more talk about the Nephilim and uh, the Rephaim and stuff like that. I like, I like uh, that's my that's my go-to for thoughts as far as all this demonic possession and evilness. It's not just that, but I think that's a, has played a, a part of this especially where it says you know as in the days of noah so anticipate this kind of stuff starting to show up and i think a lot of it involves uh genetic manipulation and you know, all the crazy stuff that nazis were doing and that uh, we've carried on going forward yeah watch and out Epstein was into Beware. all that stuff too right the transhumanism and the living forever and all that other crazy stuff so. it's it's possible like a lot of these crazy cryptids people see are just escaped mutants like mothman's escaped mutant you know, like stuff like genetically engineered crazy stuff from deep underground military bases resurfacing to wreak havoc on the population of the United States and Canada. Slender yes. Man could just be little little clones or little offspring of uh, Jeffrey Epstein in his little cloning little mm. facility there off his island or in New Mexico or wherever else it was going on. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Stan. We got some other calls coming in. Hey, just wanted to say uh, thanks to Joe. Um, I think Rick, really good job there, and uh, appreciate his work, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Cool, yeah. Let's do it, man. Cool, Sorry Stan. for the delay. Have a good one, guys. Quicker. Bye. Later. Yep. Thanks, man. There goes Stan. Let's blow him up. Thank you. Um, one last thing. Uh, when uh, I'm still talking about this crap story because I'm fascinated by it. <laughs> I really am. When uh, Kim flew to Singapore, one of three Soviet, airplane, air, Soviet airplanes carrying the North Korea's uh, delegations contained a bulletproof Mercedes uh, that had the toilet that uh, will deny determined sewer divers insight into the Supreme Leader's stool. So they were anticipating people in Singapore, probably ninjas, diving into the sewers to extract <laughs> the Supreme Leader's crap out of the sewer. How would they discover it from all the other crap? Not unless he has gold plate of crap and they can identify it. I, It's insane. Yeah. I wonder if Trump has this. Like, if Trump hears about this, it's like, I, I need that. The same problem, yeah. Yeah. They're always trying to snatch his DNA or something from the poop. Trying to... Caller, you're on the air. Huh. Is this better? Yeah, we can hear you. Hello? Yeah, hello. Oh, okay. Hello. Fantastic. Hello? Hey, hello? On? hello? <laughs> what's going on, buddy? Uh, not too much. I just wanted to call and share my uh, UAP experience uh, that I had a long time ago. Oh, I guess not a long time ago, about mm, back in 2014. Um, I guess I will uh, 
just kind of start off by saying the reason why I decided to call on this uh, specific topic was uh, that one lady that always calls in um, usually, and I usually don't like to judge people, mm-hmm. but uh, usually when she calls in, I kind of just do, you know, that Trump side, the yeah. one that you guys always play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, <laughs> uh, the more that I listened to her story, the more I started thinking to myself, I was like, mm, that sounds like what I saw. And now, so, just before you go on, okay. to recap, she talked about she was in an Uber and this black uh, object dropped out of the sky and it left her and her Uber driver kind of stunned for about 10 to 15 seconds. Yes, correct. Yep, that is the story I'm referring to. And um, she couldn't quite answer so, your question on the shape. No, she couldn't answer the question on the shape of this thing. So maybe you have additional insight. So please go ahead. Okay, um, so I will start off by saying I was up in, uh, I was near Shelburne, Ontario. Um, I lived in Ontario for two and a half years. I was playing uh, junior hockey up there. And uh, it was me and four of my friends. And where we were located, it was basically in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it was a hockey school. And I mean, we would bus from where we were staying, which was like the hockey school in the middle of nowhere. And, um, uh, we would bus. It was like a 45 minute bus ride to like the nearest town that had a rink. So we were basically in the middle of nowhere. Um, and just from, you know, word of mouth, I heard that there was like some sort of air force base over there. Well, anyways, it was about, I'd say about like midnight, 1 AM. And it was me and four of my buddies. We were in there and, uh, I will not confirm nor deny that we were, um, partaking in a little bit of the devil's lettuce. Uh, and so we were all sitting there and, uh, at first, like, we're all sitting there, and I was just, like, looking out, and, I mean, it's not really hilly or anything, and, I mean, there was, you know, a lot of pine trees around us, but beautiful night sky, no, like, radiation or anything up in the, uh, like, in the sky or anything that you could see. It was just all stars. Well, it looked like it was super far off in the distance, and there was, like, these, just, like, two bright lights, and I'm looking at them. And, like, they weren't blinking, you know, just like how a plane would or anything. Nothing like that. Um, and so I said to my buddies, I'm like, hey, like, do you guys see that out there? And they're like, yeah. They're like, dude, that's those are just planes. And, like, they told me, they're like, it's nothing. So I was like, okay, whatever. Well, then as time passed on, those lights started getting closer. And I'm like, guys, I mean, look at this. Like, they're getting closer. They're not blinking. What is that? Like, they're perfectly spread apart. And they're like, oh, yeah, now I see it. Well, then a little bit more time passed. And as soon, I don't know, it was probably about this whole, this whole encounter lasted maybe about 10 minutes. But by the time it got to us and I looked back up, it was maybe, I would say, not even like a mile, two miles out. And it was wide. I mean, that's the best way I could say it. And eventually it finally, like, we're all just like watching it and just like out of nowhere, it was just like, it went from one part of the sky almost right in front of us. And it was right above the treetops. And I mean, like we had all of our windows down and we're just looking at this thing and it looked like it was coming straight for our car. And so like, we're all sitting there just like not saying anything. And we're like, it's like, like, do you see what, what I see? And everyone's like, yeah, we, we see what you see. And so, all of a sudden it was, I would say maybe about 60 to a hundred feet above the treetops. And the best way that I can explain it, and it gets to, you know, like 
the way that the shape is of this whole craft was that it looked like a stealth bomber, but it was, I would say, about three or four times larger than the stealth bomber. There was no visible cockpit. Those lights were still on the tip of the wings. I mean, not making a single sound, nothing. And the only thing is, as it passed over us, there was this bright blue orb on the bottom of it. I don't know if, you know, if that's like a weapon or what it was, but it was like a pulsating blue light. Like it was almost like a bluish purple and it flew over us. No wind, no sound, nothing. It was just like it was gliding and it glided right over our car. We all got out of the car and we just stood there and we watched it and it just kept gliding and it just glided off into the distance. And that was it. Fascinating. How long, how long did that entire uh, experience last? It was about, I want to say like five to 10 minutes, if that. That's quite but a long It was just like, we just noticed it out in the sky and I was the first one to notice it. And everyone, like I said, no one was like, ah, you know, just don't worry about it, you know. But then as it got closer, that's when we all kind of started paying attention. It's, and it sounds we very like, similar. It sounds very similar to like a Phoenix Light experience back in 1996. Really, I'd have to look into that one more. But I mean, yeah, yeah that's that's my story with that. And I mean, it's something that I'll never forget. I mean, it was massive, and it was as black as night. And I mean, if it wasn't for those lights, like we probably would not have seen it even go over yeah. our heads. But man, like, I, I love it was that. Yeah, I love that because it's very similar to ones you hear before with those huge black triangles. Not the like stealth type, not the like tier three Beeble, but the big, big ones. You know, the the light in the center, the dark, like it blots out the stars and half the sky, silent over the trees. It's super similar, man. I've, I know a few people that have seen that. So it just makes you okay. wonder. It's so consistent, that story. Yeah, and that and that's the thing too. And like even like I mean, me and my fiance were driving back from her parents and like even before I even said anything, like I told her this story, you know, when we first met cuz we got on the topic of, you know, aliens and ghosts and the paranormal and stuff and she looked at me and just goes, "That sounds like what you described to me." Like like the thing that happened to you. And I was like, "Yeah, that's almost identical." But the thing is, and that was what I was going to question about her story was, did she see that in the daytime or was it the evening when she saw that? That was the part that really, you know, kind of boggled my mind was just the fact that how did she see that during the day? And then how did no one else see that during the day? That was like what really perplexed me. UFOs that size, like what you what you saw, that's like an airship. the The Phoenix Lights um, and everything that I've I've heard uh, and read about it, that's like an airship, super super big. And there are edges that are defined. There are some lights. Sometimes some people recall like a, a power source in the center of it. Um, my uncle was uh, working at the Air Force Base at the time. Uh, he's like a, a former uh, pilot. And so he's working PR at the the Phoenix uh, at, at Air Force Base in Phoenix during the Phoenix Lights, and he confirmed to me that his base commander, uh, the colonel on base there, said it wasn't one of theirs, and they scrambled jets up. And that's what he told me. That's what they told the press. And um, I suspect that there are some 
there are multiple different types of UFOs and military projects. And I think one of those projects is giant kind of stealth ships like that. Um, platforms, mm -hmm. basically. Now, very well could be one of them. But, but see, the thing is, is that like from a physics perspective, like especially with something that large, like it would have to have something propelling it. And I mean, as far as I know, like we only currently really have engines. And I mean, that's the part, you know what I mean? Like if, if you have an engine running, like you have to have some sort of exhaust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's where that's me? that's where it gets freaky, and that's where it goes into this super secret technology. And they, if they got this kind of stuff, super powerful engines um, that are really efficient, then they could save the planet. You know, they could, or they could, uh, they could do amazing stuff with that power source. Some people rumored that it's a uh, rotating Mercury. Like if you rotate Mercury at a certain angle at a certain speed, it produces some sort of uh, lift kind of capability. I don't know. These are those are all rumors, and like the TR three B stuff, like which is rumored as well. And the Project Orion. Um, I I have no doubt you saw something. It's just kind of pinpoint point down. Was it made here on Earth or not? One other thing that I forgot to mention in my story too was that the fact that it wasn't, I mean, you look at a stealth bomber, right? And I mean, I'm talking, I'm not talking about how wide it was. I was talking, I'm like right now, I'm specifically talking about like how, like, like the height of it. I would say that, I mean, it was thin. That was the other part too, that like, I, like I said, there was no cockpit on it or anything. It was just that blue light at the bottom and it was thin. I would say no more than 10 feet in height, if that. And it was very streamlined. And I mean, with it being dark too, I mean, it's hard to see body lines as it is. But I mean, it was, I mean, the, the closest thing that I could describe it to is definitely like a stealth bomber. But I mean, the thing is, is that with physics, especially with something that large, it didn't move any of the trees. Like anything that is flying like that, even if it's gliding, it's going to have some sort sure. of, you know, like wind coming off of it, or it's going to be, you know, exasperating wind below it. It's going to be pushing the wind off from the sides, anything like that. The trees did not move one bit. And it was at a height that, I mean, especially with something that large moving through the sky, it definitely would have made some sort of ruckus or it would have moved the trees. The trees didn't move. It was like time was standing still and just us and the ship were just like the only ones actually moving or just like watching this thing fly through the sky. Like everything was like almost like it stood still. It's not that like we lost time or anything. And I mean, none of us, I mean, weeds, weed, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, no missing not like time. it was placed or anything. <laughs> like, I mean, people can make that and try to, you know, make that argument all day. Wait, what is, what is year that, was like, this? I want to say it was like, yeah, it was 2014. 2014, not that long ago. Okay. Mm-hmm, correct. Right. And, I mean, it was, just, it was just the whole experience, I mean, itself. And it's just like, I, I think about it still from time to time. It's like, what did I see? And, of course. I mean, when that lady, I mean, and when that lady, like, brought up that story, I mean, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not the only one. And I believe there was another caller that yeah. kind of, I mean, I think it was right after her, and he kind of uh, described, like, the same sort of type of thing that he saw in the sky, too. And, I mean, it's like, well, I mean... <laughs> oh, man, you're I not mean, alone out there. The you're not alone. Exactly. 
You're not exactly. alone. And it's like either the government or some sort of secret agency definitely has some technology that none of us know about or it's off this planet. And I mean, you're a fool to think that like we're the only ones in like this galaxy or I mean, just outside of this earth, like only small minded people think like that. I mean, if you want to be a scientist or you want, if you have an educated mind or, I mean, if you want to know more, like you have to understand and accept the fact that we are not the only ones that live in this universe or, you know, in this galaxy. Like it, it's, it's, it's theoretically, they're theoretically impossible. Like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Well, I agree with you. Hey, thank you for calling up with your story. It's fascinating. Uh, call in again. Mm -hmm. Definitely, sir. Thank you. Oh, definitely. I'm going to uh, give you a call. I still have to call you about those dreams that I had a couple of months ago. Definitely want to talk about those with you um, whenever you guys uh, have that uh, conversation again. Cool, man. I don't know if cool. you... Okay. Take it, man. Let's blow Ooh. them up. Boom. We are over our time. Hey, Graham, thanks for hanging out, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. It's awesome to chat with you. I can't take this call. I, I have to hang up on you, Teddy. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get going. We gotta go. Yeah, we're way over time. Yes, thank you, to Grime America. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you thanks. to Manny. Thank you to Adam. Oxygen and Juice in there today. I did not see him. Um, or K Dog, probably busy doing other things. Having fun in the Discord. Having fun on the Instagrams. Memeing, meme squiring. Join us all there. OBDMPod.com slash join us. And you can go to grimerica.ca. That's right. They got a Discord over there, too. Yeah. You guys are doing things your Discord. I pop over every now and again and annoy people. Uh, yeah, I, thanks. Then, then I retreat back to my, my lair. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same right thing on. with the cruising estate people. <laughs> yep. I go in and steal their memes. Oh, man. Hopefully, uh, it was uh, a fun show for everyone out there. We had a great time talking with Gray America and just going over some news stories, playing some clips. I always like to do, here's a clip, here's a clip, here's a clip. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Hmm. It's fun to do those shows. Like a hodgepodge. Yeah. I'm a little jealous all y'all having these, uh, you know, paranormal experiences. I want one. Damn it. You got to be open to it, Joe. I think Graham would agree with that. I think the more you, if you more you read about it, the more likely you're going to experience something like that. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, got to be open well, to it. If you want to do it? Just go out with your local C5 group and search for, for some UFOs. There you go, Joe. <laughs> I'm sure Austin has a C5 group. Yeah. Okay. Send you a link. That's uh, Dr. Greer's group, but they'll take you out. You get into like a meditation circle and you start to request uh, visitation. Okay. There you go. Yeah, make it happen. Yeah, dude. It's like ordering a favor. That's right. Pretty much, yeah. yeah Those other food delivery services. Let's see here. Yeah, I think we're about... I think we did all the plugs. We did everything. I think we're good. We went, we went a little long, people. We did. We're going to close the door in this episode. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back on Saturday at noon. Shablagoo, all. Shablagoo. That's about all. That's it. We are off the air now. Closing out stuff here, too.
Oh. Yeah, I guess there were issues with um, people talking about, or some people in the chat saying they had trouble with the YouTube stream where it kept it would start and then stutter. It wasn't the delay like you were talking about between audio and video, but they like it physically wouldn't not physically, but it wouldn't stream. They'd have to reload the page and huh. stuff. Multiple so weird, people said I, that. Yeah, well, three or four in particular, but I keep all three streams running throughout the entire show to see them all going, and they're all going. So it, it could have be, been you know a client side. Uh, yeah, well, client side, or it could be you know certain areas of the country or wherever they are having uh, provider issues or something. So right. hard to say. It was not widespread. There were still you know another sixty people in the chat doing things, and so you'd have three or four people in there saying they had trouble with it. But if there's sixty people in the chat not saying that, that says to me that yeah, you had some people having trouble. But and even Manny was saying he was having issues with it. And he had to reload the page, and I was like, well, guys, if you're having that much trouble, I was in the Discord. I was like. Just go to Twitch or D Live. The show's there. Yeah. You can't be in the YouTube chat, but you could at least get the show. So yeah. All right. Well, I'll keep I'll I'll keep that in mind for Sunday. I don't know. I'll figure that out. Like I said, I keep all three streams running simultaneously in the corner down here on the screen, so I can kind of just see what's going on. It also lets me know that images are showing up properly and all that. They were all three were running. So I don't okay. Know. All right, man. And well, I thank am located in YouTube headquarters, so <laughs> I guess that helps with uh. Getting the data quicker. YouTube's so. in the next room. Uh, this, the, we're, I'm, I'm ZTube. They're YouTube. <laughs> well, thank so. you, Cratchit. I'll talk to you <laughs> Saturday. All right. See you later. Okay.